Jimmy, it is very strange to be looking at you and talking to you, but not in person anymore. Yeah, after our I got brief rendezvous. <laughs> like ships passing in the night. <laughs> ships podcasting um, in the night. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. It's time to duel. Uh, but no, that was good. Lauren and I got to visit uh, Portland for, for a week. We got to hang out a few times. Got some Mexican food. Yeah, because you don't have Mexican food in the UK. I, okay. Although, I have made an amazing discovery in Cambridge. Oh. I haven't been to this restaurant yet, but Lauren and I were walking through Cambridge the other day, and I stopped. I stopped dead. Like I had a bag in my hand, and I nearly dropped it because I smelled all of a sudden that distinct Mexican like taco truck smell. Oh, what? And I looked to my right and there was a Mexican food place that was just Mexican food. It wasn't it wasn't this bullshit like we also do gyros and hamburgers and and uh, gazpacho. It was it was a the first thing on the menu. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Go I walk over to the door. I look at the menu. First thing on the menu. Big ass burritos. <laughs> Now, I had just eaten an entire, like, American-style barbecue dinner, so I was beyond full. Like, I had I had a half rack of ribs, right? Mm-hmm. But I was still tempted to go get a big-ass burrito. <laughs> I like the specified big-ass. Yeah. The big-ass Yeah, well, because that's, that's, cause that's what you get when you eat one. <laughs> Well, you'll have, have to, to uh, go there and report back to see how they are. Yeah, yeah. Next time I'm in Cambridge, I'm gonna go. I'll uh, I'll do some some journalism. <laughs> I'll report back. What What would the name of that be? Like gastro journalism, where you go around and figure out how good the foods are. Um, I'm a foodie. <laughs> I'm a gastro journalist. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's the most millennial job title. <laughs> Um, I see in your notes here, though, the thing that you were doing last week that wasn't that wasn't me <laughs> that wasn't involving me. I can figure out a way to say that that wasn't weird. Um, when you weren't hanging out with me, you were playing Fire Emblem. Yes, uh, for Christmas I got How myself has that been? Fire Emblem Three Houses, and it's a lot of fun. It has thoroughly sucked me into the game world. Um, it's just a really fun game. It's everything I want in like a tactics game. Well, almost everything. I put it on easy difficulty, and so I've just been wiping the floor with every single battle map. Yeah. But it's, it's still oh. fun. I'm so sorry. I'm going to stop you right there. I want to hear a little bit more about this, but I just realized that I forgot to do the intro to the show. Oh, we should do that. So you know what you're listening to. It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! Recap Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. 
This week, we will be talking about Season 2, Episodes 26 and 27, Friends Till the End, Part 1 and 2. But first, Jimmy, you were telling me about Fire Emblem. Which the real house Friends to the End is us. The true Friends to the End. <laughs> uh, which, which house? Uh, you know I had to go with the meme team. Golden Deer all the way, baby. Oh, hells yeah, Golden Deer. I love my beefy son, Raphael. <laughs> so you've played it too. Yes, I I uh, I stopped because I got a little sick of it because it was the only game I was playing for a while. But mm. I I'm like halfway through a new game plus. Okay. So I did Golden Deer all the way through, uh, and now I'm halfway through uh, Black Eagle. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because the... I had enough of my happy friends that get sad at the end, and I'm hoping that if I start with my sad friends that get happy at the end, maybe Aww. it'll balance out. <laughs> I haven't reached any real sad stuff yet, so we're, I'm about to hit the time skip, I think. Oh, boy. Oh, so well, no spoilers, please. No, if you haven't reached any sad stuff yet, you are not near the time skip. Okay. I mean, there's a little bit of sad stuff, but not, like, directly affecting my characters yet. Oh, okay, okay, all right. There's the the thing that I love about that game so there's murder. much. There's murder. Murder most foul. Uh, I love just like going and talking to this like random anime character and you have like, Hey, I found this, uh, ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> is street. this yours? And then they're like, yes, my uncle gave it to me before he died. You remember my <laughs> uncle, my favorite uncle, the merchant that became a Lord that adopted me after it turned out that I had powers that made me consume human flesh. <sighs> Thank My favorite part of ribbon. the game is when you have you're sending your anime girls out to do battle and like in full like plate armor with like a giant battle axe just like <laughs> brutally murdering <laughs> bandit after bandit and then they're like teehee whoopsie <laughs> whoops a doodle oh sorry did I hurt you because um, they're still very much teenagers they right that's the thing you are sending children out to do murders um who's your favorite character so far um, God, my favorite character. There's so many to choose from. Uh, in battle, I'd have to say it's a tie between Hilda and Lysithia. Ooh, yes. Okay. Because Lysithia yeah. is just like an orbital nuke waiting yes. to annihilate things from like across the map. Because I got her that spear that gives her a plus two magic range. And so she's mm -hmm. just like one-shotting every like bandit lord or whatever. Yeah, and she basically becomes just like a magical ballista. Yeah. <laughs> See, my favorite was Hilda, actually, because I trained Hilda to be a... Um, uh, I'm already forgetting the name of it, but like a fortress knight. Yes, fortress knight. That's what I have uh, her as. And gave her the magical shield that gives her like extra armor on top of it. So I just sent... An, oh, and um, I think I gave her a movement thing as well. So she would just like walk out ahead of everybody and just stop. And then I just wouldn't move anyone else for like five turns and just let all the enemies come to her and do no yeah. damage. You send so your tank out so they all like get in a line and then right. you can send your cavalry in to do a gambit and just have a full charge through like four people. <laughs> so good. Well, I'm Walk really curious to, once. I'm curious to hear your thoughts post time skip. All right. I'll let you know when I reach okay. that point. Good. Good. God, I love that game. Um, Lauren and I have been doing a 
not, I mean, it's not a, it's not, it's game related, I guess. Um, but we binged all of The Witcher on Netflix. Oh yeah. Mostly because I was sad because when when we were hanging out, uh, we watched two episodes of The Mandalorian that I mostly stayed awake through. Uh, and we got home and we were like, oh, it would be really fun to like watch The Mandalorian. That was really like it's a good show. Oh wait, we won't have Disney Plus here until fucking March. Oh, they haven't launched it in the UK yet? No, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's a licensing thing or what, but it's just Weird. straight up not available. Oh. Uh. Yeah. So we can't watch it. So I was like, yeah. okay, well, I know that there is another show that we can access that has a similar, like, bounty hunter turned unwitting father kind of storyline, and that's The Witcher. Witcher. And I I played a smidge of The Witcher. Lawrence, a uh, wit, of wit, The Witcher. <laughs> Lawrence played through uh, the first one and I think half of the second one and probably like a third of the third one. Like she just started playing that again. Um, so we were like, okay, cool. We know that it's like based on the books, so it won't ruin any like game. Like it won't ruin any side quests for us, right? So we just binged it. Uh, it's I think eight episodes. So we watched four episodes one night, four episodes the next night. And there is a song jimmy oh i'm aware that one of the main characters is a bard yaskir Gr- amazing character easily one of my like favorite storylines on television and in- i've only seen two episodes so far so oh oh no spoilers please but no 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 no. but there but there you know the song then yes there's there's a song where he says toss a coin to your witcher O valley of plenty and i'm not gonna sing it because the moment that i do it will get stuck in everyone's heads. And by stuck, I mean to the point where it turns from being the best song ever to the worst song ever. And you cannot wait to think about anything but this song. It's a club banger. It's a club fucking banger. And Lauren and I have been singing it off and on for the last like three days, nonstop, <laughs> all day, all night, just this song over and over and over again and i cannot wait for this curse to lift (laughs) (laughs) it's a good song it's a good song but that's me also and i'm just gonna make this real quick awesome games done quick started this week oh yeah Uh, that's this week yeah it started yesterday we're recording on monday this will probably come out wednesday or thursday um, so it's been going. Go watch Awesome Games Done Quick, gamesdonequick.com. It's speedrun marathon for charity. They're raising money for Prevent Cancer Foundation. Go and donate. Go and buy a t-shirt. I do every year. Um, it's super, super fun. I watched, I was like kind of half watching it while I was working today. And I watched a Donkey Kong Country 3 speedrun where he did 103% because that's the thing you can do in that game uh, in like one hour and 55 minutes. Whoa. And it's it's incredible seeing a game that like I can't get past the first like area. <laughs> uh, somebody beating the entire thing in the amount of time that it takes me to get to that point. Yeah, I'm looking through their schedule. Oh, they had a Riven. And they did. Mist they did. I'm sorry. It was ah, it was at the exact wrong it. time. My time. I forgot to text you. But they did Riven. They did Mist. They beat Riven in like seven minutes. That's insane. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Untitled Goose Game is coming up at the end of the week because they have oh, to do a speedrun of that. They're going to do an all main tasks run. Um, 
there aren't, and this is maybe a this is maybe a life goal that I I'll, I'll set. I might set. We'll see. Uh, they they don't have any Yu Gi Oh games in the lineup, which I think mm. might be a, a crime. I think Yu Gi Oh is a perfectly suitable speedrunning game now that I've been introduced to that part of the community. Um, but what else they have like Doom? They did a bunch for, of Metroid runs. Uh, Ocarina of Time, so I can see if my dude wins again. That's so three forty six on Wednesday. Oh, good. Okay, good, good, good. I. The one thing that might keep my dude from winning is everyone has been voting for all the all the voting incentives have been to name save files honk <laughs> for the goose for the goose for the goose everyone's in love with the goose this year That's but we'll fair. see I'm gonna I'm gonna donate for my dude this year well I would appreciate that uh, there's a fire emblem three houses uh, speed run oh shit is there on Thursday. Okay, I must have missed that. The funny thing about like being in the UK, and it's actually ironically, it's happening in Orlando the week before I'm going to be in Orlando, and I didn't uh, realize that soon enough. I like technically could have gone a week early. I don't know. So um, close. Oh well. Uh, but the the funny thing about being in the UK while this is going on is like everything's eight hours off, and they always do the less popular games at night because they figure, well, fewer people are watching. So I get to see all of the, like, here's that Super NES game that everyone forgot existed, or, like, here's a Sega Genesis group of games. Um, I watched Just really Tetris. obscure titles. Yeah. Have you seen Tetris Sphere? No. So I watched a Tetris Sphere speedrun, and I don't... Like, you know how, how in Star Trek they try to convince you that four-dimensional chess, or three-dimensional chess, rather, is this, like, ooh, it's the thinking man's puzzle, whatever. Mm-hmm. Tetris Sphere is what it says on the tin. It's Tetris Oh, in I just pulled round. up screenshots of this, and it looks bizarre. I cannot figure out how any of it works. I, I watched it for, like... I don't know, 30 minutes or however long he was playing it for. And I could not tell you at any point in that game what was happening. But here's this dude just like blasting away at the three-dimensional tetronomos or whatever they're called. Yes, this looks exactly like a Star Trek video game that they would play on Star Trek where they didn't really know what video games looked like. And so they just animated some shapes. I mean, it, it might as well be that one episode where, like, Riker faces off against the guy who's the world champion Sabat player or whatever it is. Is it Sabat? Did I just no-scope that? What am I thinking of? Nope, that's not it. Never I mind. I don't remember what the the Star Trek games are. Uh, Sabat something Dabo? different. No, Z- not Dabo. Is it now we're just scatting? (laughs) Game that Riker. My favorite episode when Riker becomes a scat man. Uh oh yeah, it's it's the episode called The Game in Star Trek The Next Generation. Um and it is Um I was thinking of the one where everyone becomes addicted to Google Glass. Oh, except yeah. for Wesley, and then they like capture him because it's like secretly an attempt by some aliens to like gain control of the Enterprise. Oh, never mind. Actually, no, that is the game that you're thinking of. That's that's the episode that I'm looking at right now. The game ah. is is that episode you just described. Uh, ah, peak performance. 
Oh, I was way off. I don't know what I was thinking. The game is called Stratagemma. Oh, yes, my Stratagemma. Literally just strategy game. <laughs> whoop de doo Oh, boy. Man, my Google search history is going to be so fucked today. First, can Aladdin kill people? <laughs> I don't know if that part's going to make it into the episode. Um, Do we want to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh, we probably should. This is we a sh- Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. We should talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. <sighs> it's time to discuss the episode. As I mentioned earlier, we are discussing uh, parts one and two of Friends Till the End. Uh, it's a four-part arc. Uh, the translated title, uh, translated from Japanese title of the first part of Friends Till the End is A Cruel Duel, Yugi versus Jonoichi. A Cruel Duel. Jo- jo- jono- jonouchi. I can never jonouchi. get his... It's that O-U sound I can never quite yeah. muster, but that's the Japanese version of, of Joey's name. Um, the summary is... With Joey under Merrick's mind control, Yugi is forced to duel his best friend in a twisted timed match where only one will survive. Ominous. Dum dum dum. Uh I <laughs> I decided to um treat myself, Jimmy. Treat yourself. And I skipped the recap. <laughs> <laughs> I used I used the Netflix skip recap feature, and then I saw your note about Taya's recap. Can you explain this to me? Did Taya do a recap of this episode? Taya did a recap. It's just like flashing back to her, like putting the pieces together of like what's going on. But she has a great line that's along the the lines of, "If these are like evil forces bent on destroying the world, then their plan has to be about more than just getting some cards." <laughs> and like, yep, that's that's yeah. a, that's pretty good there, Taya. That's Thanks. a. That's a sound judgment. If you're trying to rule the world, it's got to be about more than just cards. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be, right? Eh, In this show, eh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I could could see somebody being like, I want to take over the world just so that I can be the best at this card game. (laughs) And no one can tell me otherwise. That is like everyone's main goal, though. It kind of is. Uh, we start the episode proper, though, at the docks. You know, like like all evil plans, some part yep. of it takes place at the docks. Uh, we we start specifically, I think, at where Merrick's, like, mega yacht is parked. Yeah, I parked, think his docked. yacht is in some, like, uh, boathouse. Because we see him later in the episode, and it's inside... Oh, yeah. But then he just, like, goes outside and is just, like, strolling around. Right. So he's, he's walking himself. around with... Is it just Joey there, or is Taya and Joey? He's got Taya and Joey just mind-controlled following him around. And they're just completely mind-wiped, and he's explaining his master plan to them. And it's like, what's the point? They can't hear you. <laughs> right. And at one point, he's even like, you're so quiet. Almost as if you don't have minds of your own. ha, ha, ha. And you're like, yeah, fuck you, dude. It's <laughs> fine. You're just talking to yourself at this point. Just really enjoying his uh, his company that doesn't talk back to him. It's you like talking really... to your dog. You can really tell that this is a pre-Twitter world. <laughs> <laughs> this would all just be tweets. Yeah. Uh, 
what I do I do love about this scene though is that we get some great shots of Merrick's outfit. And he's becoming like more and more of a scene kid, which is really great. Like his his hair is still like white and spiky and whatever, but he has now a like gold collar that goes most of his neck, um, big gold bracelets, uh, and f- for no real apparent reason, um, you know he's so he's still wearing that like pink cropped sleeveless hoodie. Right, it is a look. It's a look, but now he's added. I don't think these were there before. These little like chains on the chest. That, oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, it's so that all the cultists I I noticed in this episode have them. It's like they're a part of their outfit, but he has them on the hoodie, and it's like they're meant to keep the two parts of a shirt together, like a oh, button like up. Doctor Strange kind of like two big buttons and like a chain connecting them. Yeah, yeah, but there are no buttons, and it's a hoodie. <laughs> So they're just decorative chains, just like in the middle of his chest. He Uh, really cares about looking really cool. It's, it's working for him, you know, like Merrick's got a, Merrick's got a future as a K-pop star. I think this is a very K-pop look going on. Um, what happens next? Odeon Uh, appears. Odeon shows up. Our friend Odeon. Our, our friend, man, I feel for Odeon in this episode. Odeon gets just absolutely shit on constantly by his boss. Why is he even a cultist? I don't know. Who? Yeah, that's the thing. So Odeon appears, right? He with... got face tattoos for this guy, and he's treated like garbage. To be fair, the face tattoos... Are... Not many people in this world can pull off face tattoos. I think Odeon is one of them. They're a look. They look good. Um, But he appears he's got locator cards, from the Battle City tournament, the, he got like their... twelve locator cards, right? And well, no, so so explicitly, he's like, "Here, Master, I got enough locator cards for the both of us, so that we can both compete in the finals." You know, just in case, like we need to actually compete in this tournament, like in a legit way, I guess. Yeah. And Merrick is like, "Fucker, what do you think I'm doing all this for? I just kidnapped like three people." So that we don't have to do anything. Le- We're not doing anything legit. <laughs> this is useless to me. Okay, just just give him here. Just give him here, Odeon. Just come here. Give me, give so, me those. Yeah, so he takes them. It's right? a good like backup he, plan. He doesn't say no, but he's kind of a shit about it. Yeah, he's an asshole. And like Odeon went to all this work dueling people, apparently, to make it rain with locator cards. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, back to our main plot. Uh, here's Yugi's brainwashed friend. He's going to kick Yugi's ass. And then we can just take anything we want. And he's, yeah, well, he even says, like, this is my most ingenious scheme yet. I took the thing that mean the most to Yugi, his friends. He does say scheme. He does say scheme, and it's kind of, it kind of irks me. My scheme. Uh, and, then, and Odeon goes, brilliant plan, master. And Merrick goes, I know. <laughs> Tyler, uh, you watched yeah. Thomas the Tank Engine as a kid, right? Uh, a, a little bit, a little bit. Do you remember the like segments they added that had like Shining Time Station? Yeah, because I I'm trying to remember. There was like a guy who was always trying to like get nickels through schemes, and his name was Schemer. Yes, was, I do. He was like a hobo. Was he a hobo? It's been so long. I That's don't what remember I... anything besides his name being Schemer. That's, what, that's I what I remember. think of whenever I hear schemes. That's that 
for whatever reason, that triggered a, a sense memory of the first time I ever heard about Hobo Nichols. So I'm fairly certain that he was a uh, a rider of rails, shall we say. Oh, he's on the Shining Time Station wiki. Oh, good. Okay. His and? catchphrase is genius time. <laughs> By his catchphrase, you mean my new catchphrase. <laughs> his name is Horace Schemer. Thank you. And he's oh, not a good. hobo. He, he is the owner and operator of the arcade. That's why he's so <laughs> obsessed with Nichols. Oh, it's an arcade. So same thing. Yeah. So he huh. runs the arcade, and so he's trying to get nickels and, like, coming up with schemes to, like, get more nickels. Huh. Okay. Ar- ar- well, I mean, you would think that owning and operating an arcade would, would get be you a way nickels. to get more nickels. <laughs> People just bring them to you at that point. You don't need nickels to operate your own machines. <laughs> nickels don't pay the electric bill. No. <laughs> This is my most ingenious scheme yet. I took the things that mean most to Yugi, his nickels. <laughs> Brilliant plan, master. So, uh, uh, yeah. Odeon gives uh, Joey uh, yeah. a new deck. Right. Yes, he, he, he says, okay, so we, we boosted your deck, gave him like rare cards, so it's actually good so that he can beat Yugi. Mm-hmm. And Joey is just completely yeah. silent this whole time, by the way, because right. he's brainwashed. Right, which again just means that Merrick was talking to himself this whole time. Yep. Which kind of blows. Uh, which makes me wonder if brainwashed Joey gets a fresh deck of magic cards that he's probably never seen before, if he plays against Yugi, is he going to be too dumb to use them? Well, that's the thing, right? So Just because you're brainwashed into serving Merrick doesn't mean you know every card. No, but kind of the implication is that, like, they don't have any real agency in the process, right? Like, it is just Merrick using their husk. Yeah, controlling them as a puppet. Right. So, like, while Merrick is mind-controlling him, sure, fine, like, whatever. Merrick knows whatever cards are in there. Although, Odeon also doesn't tell Merrick what cards are in the deck. Odeon just pulls a fistful of cards out of his sleeve Presumably it's a deck meant to counter Yugi. Right, right. But they, there's no there's no on-screen discussion of what that looks like. No. So we assume that Merrick probably knows what it is. We assume that Merrick is controlling Joey to the point where, like, that makes sense. Yeah. But I want to know what happens after all of this. Does Joey get to keep these cards? <laughs> <laughs> all right, mind slave. Give me my cards back. Right. <laughs> Give me back uh, my pawn collection, Wheeler. <laughs> My tiddlywinks. <laughs> Give me my back my shiny jacks. slammer. My heavy pong slammer that says poison on it is my pride and joy. Give it back. Wheeler, that was my prismatic Charizard, not yours. <laughs> Meanwhile. Odia, do you like Beyblade? <laughs> uh... One of the speedruns that I watched at uh, Awesome Games Done Quick, since we were talking about that earlier, was a mashup game that I did not know existed, but I'm so glad it does. Uh, and it was Double... No, it was um, Battletoads and Double Dragon. What? Have you heard about this? There was apparently no. a crossover game 
where you can pick characters from either series. <laughs> okay. And it's just like a mashup of the two games. That sounds so 90s. Yeah, but now I'm just picturing like, what if Yugi played Beyblade? <laughs> it's time to rur- 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 let it rip. And instead of instead of Valtriac's spirit coming up from the bay, it's just it's just the Pharaoh. <laughs> Help, I've been trapped. <laughs> this isn't my Millennium Puzzle. Oh my god, he would spin the Millennium Puzzle on its like pointy end. <laughs> he would. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a that's an attack type right there, is what that is. <laughs> the Pharaoh is just spinning around and around getting but sick. It- but it can't tip too much. If it tips and one of the flat sides hits the hits the stadium, it just stops. <laughs> it just falls over. And a burst finish would be it exploding into a hundred pieces. <laughs> and Yugi's like, oh, dang it. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, another five years down the drain. The uh, Pharaoh would be, would be just getting absolutely horribly seasick, but he doesn't have a stomach. And so he's just like, oh. <laughs> what is this feeling? Uh, meanwhile, Kaiba, Mokuba, and Yugi are still in the Kaiba Corp helicopter, uh, and they are preparing to land. The Kaiba Copter. The Kaiba Copter. If you will. Yugi explains that he is there to save his friends. Kaiba says that his first priority is the Egyptian god cards. Kaiba's such a fucking asshole. Such a dick. Uh, Kaiba has the idea to split the party. So he and Mokuba will go after the Egyptian god cards. You can go after his friends. Uh, Kaiba, as ex- by way of explanation, Kaiba says, haven't you learned by now that teamwork isn't my thing? <laughs> and he like, he, he, he refers to the previous duel they were in, right? Where they were battling Loomis and Umbra. And he goes... Where they only won through teamwork. Right. And he goes, it was me that beat Loomis and Umbra. It was my monster that dealt the final blow. I'm better alone. I'm a lone wolf. He really does need to get mind crushed a couple more times. A few more times. I think he has some more evil that Yugi missed the first time. We need to make a few more clowns out of that boy. (laughs) It just keeps growing more and more clowns. You just kind of have to shave it off every now and then. It's like a haircut. A a Kaiba clown posse. (laughs) Uh, They are beginning to land, and Yugi... I, I forget exactly, or no, they, they land, right? And yeah. they see mind-controlled Joey. Standing ominously over at the docks. With his and back Yugi, to them. And Yugi turns to Kaiba. He's got a bad feeling about this. And Yugi turns to Kaiba and says, Kaiba, we're heading into a trap. To which Kaiba says, Yugi, please. <laughs> <laughs> and just like struts forward. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then they meet mind-controlled Joey. Yeah, and inside Joey's head, you hear Merrick go, Get ready, my mind slave. The fun is about to begin. Which made this scene... The setup for this scene was a lot more entertaining than the scene itself, in my mind. Oh, yeah. It was sort of... I don't know. This part where they talk to Joey is just kind of like, All right, exposition time. Cool. Cool. And Joey turns and says, like, hello, Yugi. I wish I'd written down his lines. I don't remember anything that he actually says. But it's basically just like, hello, Yugi. I am mind-controlled Joey. Welcome to my trap. I mean, duel arena. I mean, trap. It's time to duel. It's time to duel now. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, it's Joey's voice doing Merrick's accent. Right. Which is unfortunate, because I was really hoping for Merrick's voice doing Joey's accent. 
Like, imagine Merrick yeah. speaking with, like, a Brooklyn affectation. That would have been really good, but it's like, it sounds like Joey is using one of those, like, weird voice modulators that, like, the killer uses in a in a movie where he's already left the cop all the clues. But he's got yeah. such a recognizable voice anyway that it doesn't really hide anything. And you're, I'm just picturing that call where he's like, I left you all the clues, policeman. You could have saved her. But I can't even do it. Right. I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I, don't know if, I can't do the voice. I can't do it because I'm trying to make it deep Joey Wheeler, but it's like normal Joey Wheeler. And then they layered in a lower, like a pitch shifted version of the same thing. Yeah. It's Joey's voice, but he's just speaking flatly. If that makes right. sense. Yeah. But the thing is, he says all this stuff. That's like Merrick's evil, like grandiose sentences that he likes to lean into. Cause he lives for drama. Yeah. But it's Joey's voice, just like reading it in a monotone. Ah. Ah, hello, Yugi. I have brought you here to this place of fear so that I may smite your soul and steal the Millennium Item and the Egyptian God cards from my own. Yeah, it's not as fun as I was hoping for. No, it really sucked. Uh, Kaiba into it that uh oh and joey challenges yugi to a duel no no, no oh no. yeah <laughs> and yugi's like a duel who could have possibly seen this coming <laughs> <laughs> so it was a trap this thing that i'm he's, never prepared for as he whips out a duel disc <laughs> yeah he's completely surprised by evil joey challenging him to a duel uh and kaiba Which into is- it as this challenge is thrown that merrick would have given joey a better deck that may include the Egyptian god card. So he's like, yeah, Yuki, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Lose, or one of you lose to the other so that I can beat that person and have all the Egyptian god cards. I want to watch. It's a fa- <laughs> He likes to watch. <laughs> Duel each other. It's basically just like Scrooge McDuck dollar sign eyes. Yeah. But like dual monster card he's eyes. He's going to do nothing to stop this. No, he but just I do stands point there. Out, yeah. They're standing there the whole time, but they're still in the downwash of the helicopter, which just landed. So there's, like, wind whipping around and everyone's hair and clothes is, like, moving in the breeze. Which is going to make dueling very difficult, I would think. You would imagine. uh, As part of this, uh, Taya appears from the side of the boat. Am I remembering that right? Yeah, she just comes... It's not even Merrick's boat. It's just a random ship that was docked there. Just a boat. uh, Evil Taya starts walking down the stairs and she's also evil and brainwashed. Yeah. So she's again, it's, it's Merrick in the body of Taya. Yeah. Which I need you to explain this note (laughs) that you wrote, my friend. (laughs) I wrote down evil. Taya is kind of hot just because she's such like a, (laughs) just a nice and innocent girl. And like hearing her spout this like, are you into people who have lost all free will? Like, is this something we need to talk about? I don't think that's okay. My favorite Deep Space Nine character was Intendant Kira from the Mirror Universe. Okay, <laughs> she's like the evil version of a nice character. Okay, but she's all like right. spouting all this like all of uh, Merrick's like evil plans, and it's just very funny to me. Because this is the first time that voice actress has done anything of this sort. And so hearing her voice is just like 
jarring. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I'm sorry. I was trying to figure out if um, I, I couldn't remember Natasha Yar's name because my favorite Star Trek character is Mirror Universe Natasha Yar. Oh. Um, okay, I get that. And and I will say I, I'm fairly certain that Taya did a costume change here as well. Did she? Does that seem right? Or maybe it's just the first time I'm noticing it because – the previous time I noticed Taya's costume, it was that yell that like bright yellow shirt and like mm. pink skirt or whatever. And now it's just like, oh, you look nice today. Like it's a sleeveless button down. It looks nice. Yeah. Anyway. Uh so so evil Taya comes out of the boat. Jimmy gets aroused. <laughs> uh and Taya begins to explain the rules of this special dueling arena. Uh, that Merrick has set up that just has these giant fucking anchors hanging <laughs> off of either side. The dueling arena is literally just Rico Harbor from Super Mario Sunshine, where it's it just is. like a generic dock with like a big cube of like scaffolding and just like anchors and chains and shit hanging around it. And it's it's really just for you this to get one... all the all eight red coins. <laughs> It's really just this one square of walkway with, like, water on the outside and water in the middle. Yeah. Right? It's like a weird dock scaffold thing. And Taya walks up to Yugi holding these giant-ass manacles, <laughs> these shackles, and she looks at him and goes, let's begin. Why don't you try <laughs> these on for size? Like, it's 50 shades of fucking gray. <laughs> All right, bitch, put these on. And Yugi's like... Take these rusty chains... And Yugi just does it. Welcome to my Tool music video. <laughs> and Yugi just does it is the thing. He Yeah, he doesn't question it at all. And like, even before she explains her, like, elaborate trap setup. And, like, it, it, it's, okay, so it's Merrick's special dueling arena, so you already know what it is. They're going to be strapped down to something. There's yeah. going to be a box at their feet showing their life points, and somebody's going to plummet to their doom. Another duel, another ridiculous booby trap. And so uh, they explain all this, and whoever wins, um, their opponent has 30 seconds before uh, the anchor is released, and it is, it's attached to the chains, and it will like plunge into the sea, dragging them with them. Is this the first of the quote-unquote special dueling arenas where they haven't retconned it, so they go to the spirit realm? Yes, I was realm. about to bring this up. This is the first time there's actual life and death stakes in Yu-Gi-Oh. This one actually has right? like this one actually has like drowning. Yeah, there there is no way for I think this only exists because four kids couldn't find a way to like censor it. It's just an anchor. It's not like a spirit anchor. Yeah, and there's or no like, like invisible like make, portal. Like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You make like the water glow or something. <laughs> Welcome to the spirit ocean. <laughs> You fall it, into the ocean here and you go to the spirit realm. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets worse, too, because Taya, mind control Taya, then sits down in a chair that, like, auto-straps her in somehow. Yeah. And and I couldn't figure out, like, okay, why does she need to be locked up if she's mind controlled? Like, that's kind of already doing it. And Merrick has a cultist, like crane in a big ass shipping container and just hangs it over Taya just hovering like 20 feet above her head and then he yeah. drops the mind control yeah 
he, this whole thing is an elaborate setup, so if Yugi or Kaiba or anyone tries any funny business, the cultist will just press a button and squish Taya. Right, because, you know... added insurance. Taya being, Taya being the one girl character still in play here is obviously the one person everyone cares about. Yeah, the damsel in distress. Right, Kaiba's not going to do anything to Taya. God forbid. No. Has Kaiba met Taya ever? Does he know who Taya is? Yeah, right? Like, they've met in passing. In passing, yeah. Right? When? In the helicopter. In the helicopter home from Duelist Kingdom. Huh. But they've never dueled. Have they spoken to each other? Have they spoken? I don't know if they've spoken to each other, come to think of it. Kaiba could just be watching this and be like, so? What do do I care? Do I get the Egyptian God card still? That's fine. (laughs) I don't care, yeah. I give that old man a heart attack well, back in episode one. They are they are classmates, so they've probably oh, spoken true. off screen. But he's at I don't least know aware of her existence. Yeah, but Mokuba wants to put a stop to the whole thing right away. Like he wants to pull his Battle City Commissioner card. Yeah, and Kaiba just says, "Hey, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the commissioner here. I order you to stop." <laughs> and Merrick's like. What? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm the mayor of Battle City. <laughs> I'm the boy mayor of Battle City. <laughs> I command you to stop this nonsense. And I don't I don't even know if it's Merrick necessarily. I think it might just be the cultist, like free of mind controls, like, nah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You I'm are the one operating the here. crane here. <laughs> yeah. He who controls the crane controls the world. Right. Uh, <laughs> you can who can destroy Taya controls the Taya. Uh, Merrick and Mokuba's like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now, bro? Bro, you're seeing this." And Kaiba's just like, "I don't care." Yeah, whatever. Uh, but again, again, no censoring. No, like we'll send Taya to the Shadow Realm. Ooh, no, just like no, she will literally be hit by a shipping container. <laughs> I think at this point the censors just gave up. Yeah. There's only so much peril you can hand wave away through glowy animation. Right. Uh, Merrick insists that Yugi sets aside Sly for the Sky Dragon so that when Yugi loses and is plunged to Davy Jones's locker, uh, Merrick can still get the Egyptian God card. And Yugi's like, sure, fine. I don't. He's not in my deck anyway, so I'll set him aside. I wasn't even going to use Slifer. <laughs> and he pulls out his like deck holster. Yeah, he finally makes use out of one of his many, many belts. Which I didn't even... Has he always had that, like, that like box on his belt? His, like, utility belt? I think belt? so. I, he's never have used it Have we seen it before. before? We may have seen it before, but he's never used it. So I, I may have just, like, not paid attention to it. Yeah, it's just one of the many belts that he has on his... Just strapped to him at all times is where he keeps his rare cards. His fucking deck bandolier. So he so he he pulls off the entire belt, not just the the box, but he opens the box and it's got two cards in it. Yeah, not and even one of a them full deck. One of them slifer. Okay, and he's like, okay, fine, I'll just keep that aside. And then the other one is Red Eyes Black Dragon, the card that Joey gave him. And he remembers, oh, this is the card that Joey gave me. And then they have a flashback to the time when it was the card that Joey gave him can't just take their word for it yeah, that, that, that's it that's the tweet um 
Uh, meanwhile, Taya's like waking up and she's realizing, wait a second, where am I? Is this a dueling arena? It doesn't look anything like a dueling arena, but she <laughs> thinks it's a dueling arena. And she goes, is that Yugi versus Joey? And before her question can be answered, Yugi says, it's time to duel. Yep, it's time to duel. Meanwhile. <laughs> Meanwhile, still. <laughs> uh, Triss and Serendi finally arrive after their long-ass train trip. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. So, okay. I just want to calculate this real quick. Because this bothered me every time we brought it up previously. They, they took a train from the hospital that Serenity was at to Domino City. They traveled for four episodes? Am I remembering that correctly? Something like that. At miles least, and miles. At least two episodes where in world time was at least an hour? Oh, at least, yeah. Because they're way out in the countryside that we see them. Right. So let's say let's say an hour to be like generous right like if all that stuff with loomis and umbra happened like really quickly we'll say an hour plus the entire rescue episode quote-unquote the rescue where nothing happened but we know from that that it was around 20 minutes yeah so an hour and 20 minutes outside of domino city and Joey walked that one time. <laughs> Joey is secretly the Flash. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Anyway. Anyway. They finally so they, get they finally out, out of the train station. Yep. Uh, Serenity is still bandaged around her eyes. She can't see. She's relying yep. on Tristan. And so they show up and then Tristan's because, like... Sorry. Because specifically she's keeping the bandages on because she wants the first thing that she sees to be her brother dueling yeah and then tristan's like oh shit i should have like called someone before we arrived so we could figure out where they are uh good thing good thing there's a phone booth right here at the train station yeah so he goes to the phone booth and like he he tries calling taya and we get a good shot that you pointed out in your notes i saw we got a great shot of taya's cell phone like smashed on the ground yeah because it had been smashed when the cultists kidnapped her Right. She has a, a Karibo phone charm. It was very cute. I didn't notice Very that. lovely. And like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever. He tries calling Taya. Taya's phone is smashed. He can't get through. I just want to pause right there. And it's at like the 14 minute, 10 second mark-ish. The time, the time stamps for Netflix are always a little weird for me because it shows me the amount of time like left in the episode. It's at like the 14 minute, 10 mark, I think, where Taya or Tristan is in the phone booth trying to call Taya. And the moment that he hangs up, the person in the booth next to him has a phone up to their ear, turns and looks at Tristan for a long time, mouth agape, in like a weird Joker-esque smile. Ugh, what? Just completely dead eyes. Let me see if I can I can pull it up. Do I even know how to take screenshots on this computer? But it, I, it haunts me. This this image haunts me, Jimmy. I because, did not notice this at all. Because there's no indication that the person like heard Tristan necessarily. There's no attempt to interact. It could be that just maybe this person recognized Tristan. I don't know. But it really upset me. I'm gonna see if I can find it here. 
Um, while I look that up, where, where where are we? Where do we go from here? Do we go back to the duel? Yeah, Tristan calls Taya and she doesn't pick up, and he's like, "Huh, maybe that's weird because Taya always has her phone on her." Millennials, am I right? Nah. <laughs> um, and then it cuts back to the duel. Um, duel stuff happens. Duel stuff happens. Uh, you I, have like actual play by play here. I, so I do use use my notes because I am okay. dedicated to finding this picture. Okay, so Yugi summons Gazelle, the king of mythical beasts. We've seen him before. Still not a gazelle. Um, yeah, still not a gazelle. Gazelles still aren't mythical. Gazelles <laughs> are real. Gazelle, the regular king of regular animals, uh, comes out. Joey plays Raiganki to destroy it. Um, and then he immediately summons Alligator's sword and attacks Yugi's life points directly. And there's a shot where... There's a lot of shots like this in this episode where Yugi gets attacked directly and then he just, like, he reacts as though he's been stabbed. And he's just like, yeah, yeah Like, flying very, backwards. Very pained. Yeah, as his life points get drained. Um, so then he plays Big Shield Gardna in defense mode. Uh, Joey brings out Hinotama. Which is that meteor shower, isn't it? Uh, yes. And I, I didn't have subtitles on, so I don't know if I spelled that right. But it sounds okay. like Hinotama. I think so. Anyway, it's just like a meteor attack directly attacking Yugi. It's a magic card. Um, right. <laughs> and we both wrote down uh, Merrick's line here. Looks like Yugi's starting to panic already after getting a taste of my powerful deck. Which is just like... That's the most fucking Chuck Tingle ass like, <laughs> like romance novel title, right? Like you're gonna find that right next to "I Was Pegged by Bigfoot on Halloween." <laughs> yeah, there's no reason they should have written that. Someone had to have noticed. Um. So the, the problem the problem I have with this, yeah. Jimmy, is the fact of the matter is someone did notice and someone said nothing. Yeah. Probably. Uh, meanwhile, we cut back to Merrick, who is orchestrating this whole thing. He's wandered back to his own yacht now in the boat house. Um, right. And he's just hanging out on the the fore of the ship. He's um, he's titanicking it. Just he's hanging out. It. Yeah. yeah. Out on the front. Oh, and he's God. just kind of chilling out there. I'm um, so sorry. I finally learned how to take a screenshot on Windows 10 so I can show you this like weird dead-eyed child uh, and Netflix blacks out my screenshot. Oh no. Cuz it does that that privacy thing. But it's at uh, like it's at like almost exactly 14:10. God, I hate that. Anyway. So yeah, so um yeah, so I'm sorry. Where are we at? So Yugi started to panic already after getting a taste of my powerful deck. Yeah, we were cutting back to Merrick hanging out in his yacht. And he's just yeah, been like... He's, he's just been chilling. Yeah, he's walking back and forth like he's on the phone. <laughs> it's like... Except he's like talking through his um, Millennium Rod. Right. Yeah, his it, you can almost powers. see the like... He's like almost twirling the like little, uh, little curly cord. Yeah, the phone finger. line. Because he's still, like, controlling them directly. Assuming direct control. 
Right. Then Odeon, poor Odeon, shows up again and um, tells Merrick that Joey's sister just arrived uh, because they have this incredible spy network, I guess. I guess. Well, that's... I. I am willing to bet that the child in the next telephone booth is a mind-controlled slave. Entirely possible. So Merrick's like, okay, what are you doing, idiot? Go capture her. And <laughs> these Odeon's are, like, oh, This is leverage right. we can apply to these people. <laughs> Odeon's like, okay. Fine. Uh, now, isn't there... I feel like I might have missed it in my notes for some reason, but isn't there a scene also right before this where... Tristan and Serenity are walking around and a bunch of cultists pop out and like try to get them. That comes up later, I think. I think, Or is it right now? I think, it, I think part here. of it comes up right now, but then we come back to it in a yeah. bit. The first part is Tristan and Serenity being jumped by cultists and Tristan grabbing Serenity's hand and like leading her away and they like run away together. Uh, oh, no. You have it in your notes. Uh, he gives her a piggyback ride. Yeah. So they're walking along, just just kind of aimlessly, wondering where Joey could be. And cultists surround them, and they're like, hey, you're coming with us, hey, hey, hey. You know, generic thug stuff. And Tristan's right. like, Serenity, <laughs> climb on my back. <laughs> Tristan, I hope away! Tristan, away! <laughs> and so oh, she, she jumps on his back, and he just giddy-ups out of there, and the cultists yeah. chase after them. And that, then we get the scene where Odeon's like, sir, they got away. <laughs> <laughs> she, she rode a young boy into the sunset. Uh, save a horse. Um, so, okay, so we cut back to the duel. Alligator sword looks buffer than usual in this episode. I don't know of a better way to say that. Alligator sword got swole. He has been working out swinging that sword around. Because if you look at the card art, it's like... A sort of lithe, yeah, it's like a licentious, libidinous lizard man holding a sword. <laughs> He's a skinny boy. And this boy. is like, and this is like a himbo. <laughs> Alligator's He's, sword. Yeah, hey, you don't skip sword day. <laughs> you don't skip sword day, Jimmy. No, you don't. That is the lesson we should all learn from this. Um. More yeah, dueling so, is happening. What? Uh, uh, more. Wait, more. What is happening? Where is that? Dueling. Dueling. There's just stuff that happens. Uh, but. Uh, oh yes. Okay. Now I see where we're at. I'm sorry. I was distracted trying to find this demon child in the phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So so. Uh. Taya is conscious, right? Yeah. And Taya sees Mokuba and Kaiba, and she's like what the fuck is up yeah she's hollering at mokuba from like 50 yards away just and yelling mokuba. at the top of her lungs hey mokuba what's going on <laughs> and she is she's she is hollering and mokuba responds at about this timber of voice well you see taya well, you there's see this taya. guy there's this guy who's been mind controlling <laughs> Um, and what all does he say? He's like, yeah, so, uh, Merrick's the bad guy. Uh, he's been mind controlling people. He mind controlled you for a bit. It's okay. We're cool now. Uh, but also I can never trust you again. Um, he's mind controlling and he... Joey and Taya's like, oh, these must be the bad guys who've been trying to get us. Right. And then Mokuba's like, 
yeah, these are the bad guys who've been trying to get you. They want the Millennium <laughs> items and the Egyptian God cards. What's a Millennium item? I don't know. I'm seven. <laughs> I'm just a little boy. I don't know anything about magic. And meanwhile, and then like the the cultist in the the crane like yeah. yells down at Taya like, "Hey, shut up, or I'll drop this thing and squish you." You're you're not supposed to be talking, and Taya's like, like, "You don't have the balls to do it. <laughs> do it, bitch. Squish me, you coward. Pull the trigger. That's what I, I thought. dare you. Uh yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Taya's actually pretty good in this episode. Um. Mean, meanwhile, meanwhile, Joey and Yugi are facing each other, and, and mind controlled Joey is like, "All right, Yugi, it's time to show me your moves." <laughs> and then Yugi is thinking to himself, "Man, it's time to bust out my moves." But Captain Falcon comes in and punches Evil Joey right in the face. Um, uh, Yugi decides to show off his moves in a very yugi way he plays a card face down and then summons karibo in attack mode to which mind controlled joey says you fucking idiot <laughs> why would you bring you out come, this weak card you come to my house with this weak ass shit and it's one of those things like for anyone who's watched the show even once you see this move happen you don't have to know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh. And you you see this happen, and you're like, that's a trap. Yeah, that's a trick. That's a trap card you just did. That's a trick. He's it's that's that's bait. That's baiting. <laughs> and Merrick, who's apparently like super good at dueling, is like, yes, I will attack Karibo right now. What could possibly go wrong? It's and so clearly... Alligator's sword. Yeah, so Alligator's sword attacks Karibo, activates a trap. Whoops. <laughs> Didn't uh, see that one coming. Circle. Spellbinding circle, uh, which means Karibo is safe from the attack and Alligator Sword is weakened. Whoop-de-doo. And so Joey is uh, just like, yep. oh, that's how you want to play, huh? Uh, here's another Hinotama, or whatever it's called, um, attacking Yugi directly. It, to which Yugi does another one of those, like, oh, I've been stabbed sort of faces. Yeah. And then we fade out on Merrick shouting, farewell forever, Yugi! In three more parts. <laughs> and that's... That's it. Yeah. Yep. That's part one. To be continued. Jimmy, what was what was the best part of part one for you? Uh, the best part for me was there's actual danger in this episode. Instead of being like, ooga ooga, this magic dark <laughs> energy discs are going to hurt your soul if these in- invisible saw blades touch your leg. <laughs> Hey kids, look at this band saw. Oh, don't don't worry, don't worry. It's 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 a shadow realm saw. <laughs> it's a magical saw. It won't hurt you. It'll just rip your soul out, which is <laughs> hey better. kids, hey kids, look at this thirty story drop. Oh, but don't worry, there's a portal. It'll catch you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I like having actual danger. <laughs> yeah, it's refreshing. Honestly, it's re- it feels somehow. This feels safer than the magic bullshit. Yeah. Because I know what the stakes are now. I mean, we know nothing's going to happen to these characters, but at least there's like the threat of danger instead of like the punch getting pulled. Right. Right. Well, the punch getting pulled before the the fists are even up, right? Yeah. Can we fight you, but not really. Yeah. It's not even like a threatened punch. It's a threatened like slap. Yeah. What was your best? I 
okay. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna change my best briefly. At first, I wanted to say just a big ups to the animators this episode who wanted to focus on fashion details because the shots that we get of like Merrick's whole outfit that I described earlier, Taya's outfit, which I still feel like has changed, but I am too lazy to go back and look at previous episodes to confirm that. It's just been a bit since we've watched Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, I, I really appreciate that they're like, you know what we're going to make look good? The clothes. Belts. I'm just thankful for that. My real, More my belts. real favorite, though... <laughs> My no, real no. favorite. More belts. <laughs> All the belts. Um, my real favorite, though, is the fact that Merrick has a shtick that no one talks about. And it's the whole, I'm going to lock you into this thing and put a timer at your feet. Like, that is his calling card. Yeah. That is how you connect these crimes. <laughs> how did they die? Well, they were locked into a thing and into a duel. And there was a weird trap with uh, the life counter at their feet. Yep. And if they'd won, there would have been a key and they could have unlocked themselves. But it's like Saw. Person... Yeah, it's kind of like Saw. <laughs> Which, like, I don't like horror movies. I, I, don't, I don't do them. I kind of like the first Saw movie. Yeah, and Merrick isn't even, like, trying to kill anyone, really. He's just kind of doing this for fun. Because right. he's just kind of an egomaniac like that, and he wants this to be like a whole thing. He's like a Batman villain. He's like a Batman villain. And I kind of, I mean, spoilers for Saw, but like, I kind of wanted Merrick to be more like the Carrie Elwes character in Saw. Like, I wanted a scene, I, you know what I want? You know that first scene when the Merrick is, is introduced as Namu? Uh, and he's like carrying an injured uh, Bakura <laughs> and like sees him off to the hospital. Get I help. want the roles to be reversed there. I want Merrick to be the victim. And so everyone spends this whole time being like, oh, this poor Namu. Man, this Namu kid just can't catch a break. Got fucking stabbed in the park. And meanwhile, he's Take just. Take care like, of him. Take him to the hospital. Right. And, and meanwhile, he's just like lying in a hospital bed, mind controlling everybody. Yeah. Mwahaha. <laughs> But I'll take what anyway. I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's the worst part of this first part for you? Kaiba didn't really have a role other than just standing there and being nope. mad. Yep. He's just gonna stand there doing nothing the whole time, I guess. He didn't need to be in this episode. It would have been better if he had actually split the party and gone off to do his own thing. But well, but then he then he figured that Joey probably had an Egyptian god card, so he was just like, "Well, I'll just wait for this to to happen." Yeah. But his. There's no real point to Kaiba being there other than watching this happen. Yeah. It's... A part of me kind of wants like a like a C plot of Kaiba going to try and find a Starbucks. <laughs> okay, right, you guys, you boys kill each other. I'm going to go get a, a Kaiba coffee. <laughs> Starbucks? Starbucks? You good? <laughs> Frappuccino? <laughs> Anybody need anything? Bullshit. Kaiba would never get a coffee for anyone else. That's true. That's Maybe for true. Mokuba. No, Mokuba still pays for his own. Yeah. <laughs> that's kid. true yeah I mean mine's similar my worst is like I feel like Odeon has grounds to make a pretty decent HR complaint Odeon is getting the short end of the stick here he really is I feel for him you know like he serves virtually no purpose this entire episode except to be a punching bag yeah he could have just uh, pushed uh, Merrick off the front of the boat and we wouldn't have to do any of this. 
Like, imagine right. if on the way here, he was just like, fine, I've had it up to here with being treated like shit by this, like, teenage boy. This teenage boy <laughs> wizard. Whoops! There was a terrible accident out at sea. Yeet. <laughs> Yeet. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> and and even, like, Odeon could even become the new villain, right? Yeah. Like, that would have been totally fine with me. It still would have been interesting. But just, like, let the guy have a win, you know? We're probably going to see more of Odeon later, since he has a name. He's not just yeah. generic cultist. And he features pretty prominently in the intro. And this is kind of like, we're nearing the end of the part that I remember of season two. Like, I, I remember this arc pretty vividly, because there's some stuff that comes up. Um, but past this, it's all kind of, it's a little hazy for me. It's been a while. So, so maybe. Maybe we'll see more of him. I, don't, I honestly don't know. Let's find out. Let's find out. Uh, we're going to move now to episode two, uh, part two, rather. Uh, 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 Friends Till the End, part two. I forgot the name of the fucking episode. Uh, the translated I do title, like this translated title, though. It's pretty good. Uh, the translated title is Awaken, Red Eyes, Black Dragon of Friendship. <laughs> Which is really, it's like, that's a band name right there. Like, that's a Godspeed you, Black Emperor. Right? Like, mm-hmm. awaken Red-Eyes Black Dragon of friendship. <laughs> I'm into that. Reb- Rebdoff. Red-Eyes Black Dragon Oh, you get, Dragon you get the new Rebdoff album? Rebdoff. Uh, this is also the part in our notes where we realized that we were watching the episode at the same time. Yeah, uh, it was so... <laughs> like 12.30 in the morning my time. And it was whatever it was in... 8.30 in the morning my time, yeah. Yeah. And sorry. And, uh... Hello. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, as I'm like trying to copy in the translated title, I see "Hi Tyler" pop up. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> right." <laughs> the Google Doc is talking to me. Uh, the summary of this episode is: Yugi chooses to duel himself without the Pharaoh's aid and summons Joey's Red Eyes Black Dragon, hoping to break Merrick's mind control over Joey. When that fails, he gives Joey the Millennium Puzzle in the hopes of trying to save him. Meanwhile, Tristan and Serenity are chased and pursued by rare hunters. And then I replied, oh, hey, bud. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, left those notes in. You good? Yeah, I know. They're, they're, they're important. Someday we are going to release our show notes as like a, like a historical document. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just, I just want, the, I want the people to know what happened. I'm so uh, excited for this episode because the last episode, was, not a whole lot happened. This episode, though, there's a bunch of stuff that happens. That's true. This episode teases something that could be really good, and I don't remember how it goes down. It could turn out really poorly. Uh, we we come back to uh, what I've decided is my favorite Neutral Milk Hotel song, uh, In a Dueling Arena Over the Sea, which is a joke for like four people, I think. But we're back at the duel, uh, this, this Oceanside duel. Uh, Yugi and Joey trade banter. Joey's starting to look more like kind of kind of sunken and solemn as Merrick's mind control continues. Evil uh, Joey and- looks like how I feel when I wake up at 5.30 in the morning to go to work. <laughs> just yeah, completely looks- gaunt. Just exhausted. Yeah, gaunt is a really good word for it. I also think they changed animators since the last episode. Cause, like, I think so. Y- Yugi's, Joey's face looks narrower and like more kind of sunken. But also Yugi's face looks 
wider. Does that we'll make get sense? to that in a second. Yeah, it's like it's like like a different shape. Um, and so uh, Yugi, <laughs> I like the way you wrote it here. Yugi enters the Mind Palace. Yeah, it kind of and... zooms in on the Millennium Puzzle, and then we get mm-hmm. a shot of inside Yugi's mind space. That's not the like cool labyrinth we've seen before, but it's just like no. a swirling blue shiny vortex. The mental void. The mental void. Which is also what I feel waking up at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> I was gonna say that's where I spent most of high school. <laughs> um, but uh, we see yeah. um, the bifurcated mind of Yugi, where Yami Yugi is there, and then Little Yugi is there, and uh, Little Yugi's plan plan is to take over the body and duel in Yami's place because he he's got his gambit here is that if mm-hmm. Joey is dueling him personally it, he'll be able to break through to the real Joey through the power of friendship right yeah cuz little little Yugi is better friends with Joey than big Yugi is yes which i don't know what this does for the whole like trinity in one body kind of thing like the father the son and the millennium puzzle um i I don't know if this means that they're separate entities or the same minds in one entity yeah it's it's still very vague on who on how they like come to the decisions they make in dueling because you yeah big yugi takes over the body but then they're like both still conscious so presumably they can talk back and forth and they do several times. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had the whole like mind shuffle episode, right? In, in season one, where they're discussing things. Um, but yeah, like if the plan is for little Yugi, if the, if the plan is that like Joey is going to recognize little Yugi and be more open to little Yugi, doesn't that imply that the physical transformation is seen by everyone else? It is, and we get confirmation of that in just a, a minute here. Because previously, he's just like straight up transformed in front of people, and everyone's been like, "No, eh, whatever, it's you." Yeah, no one bats an eye. Right. He sort of he sort of retcons. Yeah. His physical form. <laughs> but here, uh, yeah, they swap minds back into the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, they transform, and little Yugi is now wearing how his clothes, how big Yugi wears them, and he just looks like. A middle school kid. He Did you is, isn't he? I did not notice this, but he is, isn't he? Yeah. His body completely changes, and maybe it's just the animation, but he looks more like an actual real-life middle schooler here than he ever has before. Like, it's not just he's like a small, like, chibi version of a Yugi. He's like a chubby little boy. Yeah, well, so, okay, so the reason I didn't notice this, I was distracted by it because the other thing that makes him look like a chubby little boy is the animators, I swear to God, keep making his, like, okay, so you know, like, anime eyes, right? Yeah. Anime eyes, the big eyes, and Yugi, Yami Yugi has, like, the the big, like, angular eyes with eyeshadow coming off, right? And little Yugi, because he's little, he's a a little kid. He's just a a little little boy. I'm just a little boy. I'm seven years old. Uh, he, he has the, like, the, like, uh, they're tall and round eyes. Yeah. Right? They're, like, dome-shaped. They're, like, domes. And I swear to God, season one, they were, like, okay, like a semicircle, right? Mm-hmm. Where the, the curved part is at the top. That's fine. 
maybe a little bit taller. That's fine. As the transformation happens, Yugi's eyes are like four inches tall. <laughs> he has the most, he has these like slits, these like arrow slits of eyeballs. Like, yeah. And they're mostly whites with like, you know, his, I mean, he's got big irises or whatever, but they're just like, and they get taller and taller. And even at the point where he's pitching this idea to, to big Yugi, where he's like, I'm ready to go in there and do whatever I have to do. His eyes are like widening. They're like dinner plates. They're like dinner. They're huge. I'm just a little boy. Look how cute I am. Ooh. Anyway. So, so that might be what distracted me. And here's yeah. what you were talking about. People noticing. Yes. Merrick notices immediately. Right that away. this is no longer the pharaoh. This is no longer Yamiyuki. This is just some kid. <laughs> and he's like, hey, no fair. This is not what I wanted. I didn't. I wanted to defeat the pharaoh. I don't want to defeat <laughs> this child. There's no glory in this. And then, he pulls a tantrum. He's like, no, no, no. I want to defeat the pharaoh. Me. Yeah, and we get a shot of him on the on his yacht, just kind of like being whiny and like falling like backwards and like kind of like a kid throwing a tantrum. And then he stands he up and he's like... He can't even be like a Kylo Ren, like, throw something across the room. No, he has to, like, fall onto a fainting couch. Yeah. And then he stands up, like, bolt upright, and he's like, wait a minute, why am I mad? No matter who I defeat here, I'm still going to get exactly what I want. And now it's going right. to be easier, because this is just a kid. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, Merrick is fine, turns out. Uh, and I'm fine, Biggie, I'm fine. <laughs> Big Yugi dispenses the wisdom. He goes, he goes to little Yugi. He appears in spirit form behind little Yugi. He goes, I didn't write down the exact line, but the gist of it was, hey, I'll give you a dueling tip. Believe in the heart of the cards. And the little Yugi's like, oh, I will believe in the heart of the cards. Wow, such wisdom. <laughs> and he says, help me, red eyes, black dragon. You're my only hope. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, sure enough, he does get a uh, red eyes black dragon through the heart. Oh of the yeah, cards. that's that's the next card he draws is red eyes black dragon because of course because yep. that's how this works. Magic, magic. Meanwhile, speaking of magic, Tristan and Serenity get trapped in a tunnel with Dementors. I mean yep. cultists. They are trapped in a generic creepy underpass where it's just like a semicircular path underneath like a road or something. And yep. in like every superhero movie, you see something like that. You people walk in, you know, at least one of them is not coming out. Yeah, it's that tunnel. It's that tunnel <laughs> it's where someone's going tunnel. to get the shit beat out of them. Uh, and someone kind of does. So they're they're <laughs> surrounded by like six cultists. Uh, one of them has like spiky purple hair with like a gray streak. That's pretty cool. I actually yeah. kind of like that that character. Um, and they're like, hey, 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 we got you now, kid. We're gonna, we're gonna pummel you. Uh, <laughs> and then one of, one of them gets one of <laughs> one of them gets hit in the face, right in the eyes, right in the eye, with a six-sided die. <laughs> a couple of them. <laughs> a couple of them. Duke Devlin rolls a D6. It's a critical hit. Out of fucking nowhere. 
<laughs> Motherfucking Duke Devlin for the win comes in throwing dice like Caltrops or something. And he yells, Fuck this guy. <laughs> There's more where that came from. Oh, this fucking guy. I love him so much. Duke Devlin just comes out of nowhere and he's like, Oh, hey, Tristan, what's going on? And Tristan's like, Less talking, more running. And so they book it out of there after Duke oh. Devlin, like, defeats all these cultists by throwing dice in their faces. Duke Devlin, you magnificent bastard. Pocket sand. Hang on, I'm I'm gonna look up what the uh what the Duke uh Tristan ship name is. Oh, here we go. Uh let's see. Duke Devlin. Whoops. I can type. Can I? Nope. Duke Devlin. And Duke Devlin is the character we've seen only once in his mini arc about dungeon dice monsters. The only other game that exists in this world. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, I mean... Side we character. Hated him. Yeah, he's side not character, a good character out of nowhere. But here he is in Battle City. Uh, let's see. Hang on. Sorry. Tristan X Duke, maybe? Take your time. Um, oh, oh. Oh, interesting. Okay, this is actually strangely appropriate. The official shipping name for Tristan and Duke Devlin is Chase Shipping. Chase Shipping. Okay. Chase Shipping. Uh, I'm a I'm kind of a chase shipper. Uh, oh, also, there is a ship name for Tristan, Duke, and Serenity as a as a a, 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 a trio. A thruple. And that's a thruple. <laughs> Uh, and that is crush shipping. Okay. Which kind of comes up in a, in a bit because yeah. so they 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 run uh, and then we cut back to the duel for a bit. We'll we'll, we'll return to the crush ship uh, in, in a minute. Um, back to the duel. Yugi drew red eyes black dragon. Yeah. Because of fucking course he did. And so uh, and he, Yugi yeah. hatches a plan. His plan is to use Red Eyes Black Dragon to freaking activate Joey like the goddamn Winter Soldier and break him out of his I mean, conditioning. That's basically it. He's like, surely Joey will remember Red Eyes Black Dragon, his best friend in all the world. And as Don't he's you thinking remember this the to friendship? himself, as he's thinking this to himself, we get a close up of Joey's eyes that are like wobbling. Did yeah. you notice this? There's they a just, lot of weird animation like, in this episode. They like box selected his eyes as a whole and then just shook the eyes. Wooga wooga wooga. Uh so yeah, Yugi's plan is basically, hey, if you don't remember me, your literal best friend of half our lives, uh maybe you'll remember this piece of paper you got from a dipshit about a month ago. I don't know. It's a symbol of our friendship. Ta-da friendship uh actually no you say you say a symbol of our friendship but isn't this the point where taya is like oh hey remember how we're friends yeah and uh, so i think oh no pardon me Ky- pardon me kaiba has a line before yeah that. excuse me pardon we are reminded kaiba that kaiba says, is also present kaiba says hey i'm here too uh <laughs> his line is all right yugi it's time to sink or swim 
literally. That's some dark humor. Talking to someone who's literally about to drown. Been working on that one all day, huh, Kaiba? It's real proud of that one. Thinks oh, it's zinger. hilarious. And, Telling jokes uh, about yeah. how you're about to die in a couple seconds. <laughs> then Taya says, you gotta remember our bond. Remember? Remember the friendship symbol that we drew on each other in permanent marker that never goes away? Flashback. <sighs> friendship symbol. Jimmy, I want... I want to never see the friendship symbol ever again is what I want. But well, I feel like bad. barring that, I want like a drinking game where anytime the friendship symbol appears or is referenced, you drink, but you just drink so much. <laughs> you drink until you forget. Well, I That's could the put one some, rule. I could put a little more Kahlua in my coffee here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is totally a glass of water. Uh, <laughs> So, here's where uh, Yugi's plan comes to fruition. Yep. This is his. This is his gambit moment. Um, I like your note here about how big his eyes are. They're, they're they're six inch tall eyes now. He's just the the t- tiniest, roundest little boy now. Um, but he plays magic card exchange, which mm-hmm. lets Joey look at Yugi's entire hand and take whatever card he wants. Yep. And so yep, this is like he realizes he realizes well straight up summoning red eyes would be too risky, right? Like he doesn't know what Joey has on his side of the field. He wants to find a way to show Joey red eyes without playing red eyes. Yeah. And so, so he plays magic card exchange. And evil Joey's like, "You idiot. You're letting me <laughs> you're you're just a stupid little boy." I'm going to take your best cards. Why are you doing this? And so there's, for like 30 seconds, he's just like walking over the entire side of the weird arena that they're at. And Joey he's is, still chained to yeah, an anchor, remember? There's still like a big <laughs> chain coming down onto his leg uh, that he's just dragging behind him like Marley. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, We're Joey and Yugi. Whoa! We're Joey and Yugi. Woo! Um, uh, so so Joey walks all the way over, and he's like, all right, let me look at your fucking hand. What shit cards do you have? Yeah, and Yugi is like, oh, no, Joey. Don't look at my hand. See anything you want here? And then he just anything like... familiar? <laughs> he, like, takes his whole hand and just, like, goes woo right in Joey's face uh, with black eye, or red eyes black dragon front and center. And and Joey sees it. Dun dun dun, and it works. It it strangely works. <laughs> I don't know how or why this of all things that are happening here works, uh. But he does break free for a second. Yeah, and Joey is like, "What? This card? It's my red eyes black dragon. It's my favorite His card." Comes back. Yeah, it's that card that I gave Yugi as a symbol of our friendship. We get another flashback. Uh, yeah. Uh, Merrick, Merrick tries to, to sort of regain control. He goes, silence, Joey. I own you. Yeah, and he's like frozen in place here as he's like reaching for one of his cards. Um, but Joey is struggling. Because, 
against the concept of taking the red eyes because he gave that to Yugi as a symbol of friendship. He can't take it back. And Merrick knows that the smart play is to take red eyes. Yeah. Joey knows that that's Yugi's card now. Joey gave it to him. They're friends. He loves red eyes. They're BFFs. Meanwhile, Yugi is just kind of like wafting the scent of red eyes towards <laughs> towards Joey yeah. like a pie on a windowsill. He's like turned away and he's just like showing the cards like, oh no, please don't take these cards. <laughs> it's like, it's like, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a game now where you have this happen where somebody takes cards out of your hand, like not go fish. <laughs> Got any red eyes? <laughs> but like you know like playing any of these games as a kid where it's like oh i get to take one card from your hand yeah and you like rearrange your hand so the one that you don't want anymore is in the middle and sticking out yeah there's a uh, uh, a game mechanic in magic that lets you do that and that's like one of the things is to like get your best card and like try and outwit the other person to see which card they're gonna take at random mm-hmm. um and so there, this goes on for like, I want to say three to five minutes of Joey An just struggling. Amount of time. Yeah. Um, but it ends up, so Merrick like forces Joey to reach down and grab the red eyes, but he pulls his hand away mm-hmm. and there's a shot where he looks at the card and it's not red eyes. Joey struggled and bucked Merrick's control and grabbed uh, <laughs> one of Yugi's other cards. Uh, he takes yes. another card swap or something, doesn't he? He takes a card that I totally wrote down the name of. I think it was uh, another magic card swap. It was another, yeah, it was something along those lines. Anyway, it was useless to Merrick at the time. Yeah. Uh, so Merrick freaks out. Then he pulls a sort of like, uh, ah, no worries. I'll beat you anyway. Whatever. Yeah. You're just a dumb kid. I meant to do that. <laughs> yeah, I totally meant to do that. Shut up. The, your red uh, eyes is useless to me. Right. So Joey walks back. Oh, Yugi also mind gets to controlled take again. one of Joey's cards. It's that one that oh, we've seen he? before. Yeah. The card swap. What does he take? It's that one we've seen before with the grabby arm. The oh, like the yeah. scissor grabby thing with the card uh, yoinker. I forget the card what it yoinker. does. Yeah. yeah, that no the card yoinker is right. Yeah. So he pulls he pulls uh he pulls yoinker, he yoinks yoinker, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So uh, Yugi then sacrifices the two monsters he has it on the field, uh, Karibo and Gazelle, the king of magical beasts, uh, and summons Red Eyes Black Dragon apparently further taunt joey (laughs) yeah it's for some more psychological warfare that joey now has to go up against his red eyes at one point he even says look at your red eyes and break free (laughs) your most beloved card your red eyes which like that sentence is something that you would only hear in a fucking anime yeah (laughs) look at your red eyes it's dumb uh merrick realizes that his power over joey is slipping uh, and oh, and this is the point where Odeon comes back to Merrick and he's like, Oh, you remember how I told you that Joey's sister was in the city? Uh, yeah, she got away. I sick uh, like yeah. six, six guys on them. Uh, but then some guy came in and chucked dice at us, so we had to leave. 
Right. And Merrick's just like, why did you, why aren't you still chasing her? <laughs> why Come would on, you tell dude, me It's this. not that hard. Uh, and uh, yeah, back, back the duel, the Kaiba brothers have a, I don't know, a sidebar about this whole situation where Mokuba says, it must be really hard to deal with a card you care so much about being played against you. And Kaiba, who's still trying to come up with a good pun, says, it's about to get harder. Yeah, Which I'm sure is not something that he has said any Friday night. And so Yugi is uh, still very upset. He's like crying, trying to get Joey to break loose. And so he's just absolutely sobbing, making Red Eyes attack uh, Alligator's sword. This is my note. Verbatim, word for word, here's my note on this. Yugi, eyes a full foot tall, crying, has red eyes attack alligator's sword. Are you there, Joey? Yep, he has red eyes. Blast Joey with some tough love. And he, I think <laughs> he, he basically says, I'm doing this because I love you, Joey. <laughs> this hurts friend. me more than it hurts <laughs> you. Um, yeah, Joey does a smile at like the 15 minute, five second mark. That's just bad. It's just bad. It's a bad. It's, it's bad. I think it's I may evil have gotten... mind control, Joey. Like this shit happens where like red eyes attacks and Yugi's freaking out, and then Joey's mind controlled Merrick as Joey is like, heh. There's, I don't know if this is the exact scene you're talking about, but there's an absolutely terrible, terrible shot where we get a close up of Joey, and then yep. superimposed on evil Joey's face is Merrick's eyes. Except they completely fill the screen. I'm gonna send this oh, to you. It's it's not that shot. I think it's a little bit after that shot. But yeah, basically any close up of Joey in this episode is bad. <laughs> it's it's all trash. Did um, I look at this shot? Oh, I said. oh yeah, yeah. You need to put this one on the Instagram. This is just this looks like card art is the thing because the eyes cover Joey's eyes, so they look like Joey's eyes just got magnified like. 30 times yeah they're like completely coming off the sides of his face it's ridiculous yeah it's i i yeah this is (laughs) it's so bad it's good um where are we at now uh oh yami yugi big yugi is like all right kid you you did good kid let me let me take it from here all right tag out i got this right and, and Yugi's like, no, Yugi goes, this is my fight. This is my best friend. I have to beat him. And decides that the best way to show that to Big Yugi is to take off the Millennium Puzzle. <laughs> I'll freaking do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll prove to you I'm not a dipshit. Here, let me lose the source of my power. <laughs> he just, Boy, it's a good thing. It's a good thing he got this chain. This chain that he put on the Millennium Puzzle's really been doing him a whole lot of good, huh? Yeah. That's really been helping. <laughs> It's like so Yami is just threatening to like just take over the body so they don't drown. And Yugi's like, fine, I'll just completely remove you so you can't take over the body anymore. Right. And big Yugi's like, Oh, alright, cool. I mean we could have talked about this like grown ups, but that's fine. <laughs> You're literally just threatening to entomb me back inside this puzzle, but okay. <laughs> And he, he essentially sums it up. Little Yugi sums it up as like, I need to know that even without the Millennium Puzzle hanging around my neck, I need to know that I can be brave and help my friends. You know? 
To which Big Yugi basically replies, yes, I know, but you're still shit at dueling. So, like, let me, please. You know, I'm an ancient, like, mastermind, right? I literally invented this. I literally invented this. This is my, I invented this game. You know when somebody says that, like, something is their shit? This is my shit. (laughs) Yeah, what are you doing, little boy? I Um, I will save your friend. Yeah. Uh, So... (laughs) Uh, Joey yet again attacks Yugi's life points with the Hinotama fire shower attack. Uh, Yugi gets hurt some more. I don't really have a sense of what either of their life points are at at, at this point. I feel like we get shots of the little boxes, but they're yeah. not. It's not important. It's not important. It's not plot relevant yet. Um, we cut back to Tristan and Taya or Tristan and Serenity now joined by Duke Devlin. Yeah, they jump inside a truck bed to hide, and all the cultists run past. It's a very, like, shortcut to mushrooms kind of moment. Yeah, they're just in the back of this pickup with some boxes. So they're just uh, hanging out in a truck bed and catching up now. Like, hey, man, how's it going? Haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> oh, hey, dude, what's up? <laughs> and and Duke, like, quietly whispers to Tristan, Yo, who's the babe? Yeah, who's she? He doesn't say that. I, I don't remember what he says. Yeah, he says, like, who's she? He's, uh, I wrote it down, and Duke says, who's she? And Tristan says, she's off limits. <laughs> <laughs> and then he explains further. He's like, do you remember Joey Wheeler? <laughs> and Duke goes, hold on. Wait. What do I know that name? Isn't, isn't that the dog guy? <laughs> isn't that the guy that I made wear a dog costume? <laughs> and, and Tristan's like, yeah, that guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's his sister. And he's like, oh, huh. Okay. But uh, also off limits. Yeah. So buzz off. Uh but Serenity, uh, the only other woman in the show, is also putting things together. And like it, she's thinking about how the these cultists are chasing them. And he's like, wait, if these cultists are chasing us, then that means they're after my brother as well. Right. She's finally like, oh, I'm I am not the target of this, yeah. <laughs> this malice. That means my brother is in danger. Um, and meanwhile, we cut back to the brother, who is a nuclear-capable nation now. Uh, Joey summons Rocket Warrior, <laughs> who becomes invincible. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Rocket Warrior is a, just a batshit crazy card. Have you... Uh, do you remember all the effects of this card? No, I just remember it's like a little missile guy. Just a cute little it's, robot guy who turns into a missile. It's nuts. So yeah, it's a cute little robot guy that turns into a missile. When the missile attacks, he's invulnerable. This is uh this is that fucking that fucking X-Man. What's his name? Uh where he goes nigh invulnerable when I'm blasting. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, it's been a long time. Uh, let me find it. Um, what's his name? Cannonball. Everybody go look up Cannonball X-Men because he's a great character, but he's this like, well, at least in the version that I read, he's introduced as this like hillbilly kind of character who learns that his power is to to blast. He does like the Captain Marvel flying where he's just like glowing and flying. Mm-hmm. And his catchphrase is, I'm non-vulnerable when I'm blasting. <laughs> Nine He's wholesome and wonderful. Anyway, yeah. So Rocket Warrior is that. Rocket Warrior cannot be killed when Rocket Warrior is attacking. If Rocket Warrior attacks a monster with higher attack points than Rocket Warrior, 
that monster's attack points are reduced. Yeah. So it does so. So we can just like chip away at strong monsters. It does so, it attacks red eyes. Um, and so he also plays Attrition, which reduces red eyes' attack power. And so red eyes is weakened, and there's a shot where it's just like reacting to these cards as though it's like had the energy drained from it and it's like getting old and weak before Joey's eyes. And Joey yep. starts breaking free of the mind control because that's his boy. It's my boy. My boy, Red Eyes. Don't hurt my boy. And so he's like... Nobody hurts my black dragon but me. <laughs> so he's just like Ooh, no, standing there. I'm really sorry Ugh. about that. Yeah, so he's standing there I'm, paralyzed. I mean, the card. Yep, standing there paralyzed. And Yugi and... is just exhausted somehow. He's like sobbing and like walking across the dueling arena with the Millennium Puzzle. Okay, at first I was very confused by the scene because you're right, he is exhausted somehow. He gets like, he barely makes it over to Joey. He's falling over. And I'm thinking, is it just the emotional stress of like playing Red Eyes Black Dragon against Joey? Is it the Spirit of the Millennium Puzzle doing something? Is it Merrick's influence? And I just put it together, Jimmy. Do you know why he's fucking tired? Why? Because he's a seven-year-old boy or whatever. He's 13, right? He's manacled to a giant ship anchor with these big-ass iron chains, and he's carrying a solid gold pyramid on a steel chain. He hasn't worked out. He's a he's an indoor kid. This is his first workout maybe ever. That's true. He's exhausted just from lifting weights. He's literally just a little boy. That's why. Um, but he, yeah, he's like Frodo at Mount Doom carrying the ring. And he does so. He takes a Millennium Puzzle and he's like, all right, you want this Millennium Puzzle? Then take it. And he puts the Millennium Puzzle onto Joey. And we don't see what happens. We get a to be continued. To be continued? Are we going to get to see Yami Joey? That boy's mind is getting pretty full of different spirits. <laughs> <laughs> lot, lot of boys in that boy. <laughs> a lot of boys in that boy. Joey's got Joey, and now he's got the Pharaoh stuck in there, and uh, Merrick also occupying his brain. Right. Now here's the question is, are we going to see Merrick and Yami talking? Does, or does this mean that Merrick is now also mind-controlling Yami Yugi? I feel like there'd be, it'd be like feedback where you can't have too many spirits in the same body. They cancel each other they out. They cancel ah. each other out. Um, and it gets, it's going to, my prediction is it's going to be a mess in there. Yeah. I feel like that's a safe bet kind of either way. It's going to get weird. Things gonna are going to get, get it's weird. It's been weird. It's been weird is the thing. But yeah, it's going to get kind of weird. Um. Yeah, and that's the that's the end of the episode. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Jimmy, what was your best part of part two? My favorite part of this episode was how much stupid fan service there was here. Uh, we get which part? The chase shipping or the uh, or the charm shipping or the crush shipping? Pardon me. <laughs> all of the above. We've got uh, Duke Devlin using his freaking dice. Uh, he's back for some reason. 
Uh, we've got the potential of Yami Joey. We have the friendship symbol. We have the red eyes black dragon. Uh, there's just... It's all just little story elements that they're like, hey, remember this character? Well, they're back. Right. What's going to happen it, next? It really... Yeah, no, I agree. It really feels like... Like, you remember how angry we were at the rescue, right? The yeah. last episode that we did. Because like, there was no felt rescue. Like, no, there wasn't. Like, that felt like somebody... Like... I don't know, putting off an important... Like, putting off a road trip, right? Like, they're going to go on a road trip and they're stalling. Yeah. First, let's have a whole episode the where they eat snacks. Right. This episode feels like they're putting the key in the ignition finally. And they're like, all right, shit is going to happen. Shit is or about to go down. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really like that about this episode. episode. Yeah, they're like, here's all and this I, stuff. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, next episode can deliver on it. Yeah, well, and I think they do it in a way that like makes sense with the canon of the show, too. Like, yeah. I don't feel like they pull anything out of left field here, right? This is like, get hype. Yeah, Shit's about to go yeah. down. Absolutely. What's uh, your best? My best... <laughs> my best is Duke Devlin using his fucking dice as weapons. <laughs> <laughs> because of course he does. Because of course he does. And that's the thing. Like, if you're going to reintroduce Duke Devlin at any point in the series, why not now? Why not? You know, why not? And if you're going to introduce him doing anything, why wouldn't it be? Using random six-sided dice as weapons. Yeah, it's showing like, sure, that just, he's... Just chuck dice in those eyes. Snake eyes. Boom. Got him. He's a good guy now, and he's using the one thing that he knows, dice, uh, in the service of good to right. beat up cultists. The boy has one deal. And Tristan even brings that up. He's like, last time I saw you, you were still peddling dungeon dice monsters, huh? And Duke's like, ha, huh, yeah, ha, <laughs> ha, peddling. <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, in the back of his mind, he's burning with rage, saying, Dice are my life. Yeah, it's did he even say why he is in Battle City? I think he just saw it on the news and like stopped by to see what's going on. I I legitimately think that he just like got bored one day. I think so. Just like wandered wandered out of his store and was like, Oh, huh. I wonder what this well, other stuff is going on. I want to see this. Better bring big, my dice yeah. with me. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> have my dice. Uh, how about your worst? My worst might be your best, but Duke's dice as weapons, I, I can't decide if it's my worst, though, because it's so stupid that I like it. <laughs> it's so bad, it's good. It is so bad, it's good. Of course, Duke Devlin uses his dice as weapons to beat up <laughs> muggers. Um, yeah, I really couldn't decide on my worst. I like this episode. It's... It's a good episode. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. What was your worst? My worst, I kind of brought it up earlier. My worst was that the idea, it was the idea that seeing Red-Eyes Black Dragon would break Joey out of his mind control, but seeing one of his best friends strapped to a chair under a shipping container wouldn't break him out of mind control. That's true. He val- right? Does that mean he values his freaking Red-Eyes Black Dragon card more than Taya? That's kind of what we're saying. Like, on on the scales, you've got you've got Taya and Yugi up here, mm-hmm. or eh, okay, in the, in the middle, right? We'll say, 
and then Red Eyes Black Dragon is way above that somehow. Yeah, there's something's missing here, and it's how much you love your friends more than I, cards. Yeah, I think so. And even when Taya brings up the friendship symbol, like that does fucking nothing, right? Yeah. And that was supposed to be like the all-powerful, like, this is our bond. That they've used before in exactly that scenario before. Right. They've brought it up all, but all no. the time. It does, it does fucking nothing. Diddly and squat. Diddly and squat. Yeah. Come on, Joey, get your priorities together. <laughs> uh, well, and I can, hear, I can hear him whining now, but we have in the studio with us Pepper, which means we also have in the studio with us Lauren. And I want to get to the next segment. So real he, quick. He follows me everywhere. He's my Damon. <laughs> if anyone's been You're familiar. reading his dark materials. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I had no idea oh, Lauren was there. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Yeah, Lauren's off Good, camera. I snuck Sorry, in. Um, but real quick, and then we'll get to, to Lauren's segment. Jimmy, I want to make sure that we put this on the charts. Oh, yes. Let's, let's graph this episode real quick. Or episodes. Uh, yeah, so this will change because we want to do it as an average for all four, but I okay. want to get kind of an idea of where we're headed. Of just the first two in general. J- for just the first two in general. So plot relevance, I'm going to say like a four. Yeah, this actually had some plot elements. This is Merrick putting his plan into action. Um, not a whole lot happens, but it's, at least it's advancing. Yeah mechanically i'm actually going to give it a one yeah because cards happen but they are not the focal point of this episode yeah they don't happen enough for it to be plot relevant they don't the cards don't happen enough to be terribly interesting there's a duel here but it's just kind of like what's happening right okay so that puts this episode pretty far to the right and then just a little bit up off the y-axis yeah the card, the card game rules are there, but there's not, like, any dumb bullshit that's happening. There's no weird yeah. cheating or combos, because the focus is on the story and the characters interacting. Yeah, exactly. But it's still, it's a top writer, which means that, like, if you're the kind of person who wants to watch a show with as little dumb bullshit as possible, the top right episodes are going to be your friend. Yeah. Uh, we should publish this chart somewhere. I just realized, I don't know if I post it anywhere, but I'll get to that later. Um... Are we ready to move on? Yeah. All right. It's time for Yugi or not? Question Every week on the show. Every week on the show. (laughs) It's actually an interrobang. Every week on the show, we bring on my partner, Lauren, who tries to interact with Yugi as little as possible. uh, And yet I still force her to guess what is a real Yu-Gi-Oh card and what is not a real Yu-Gi-Oh card. And sometimes she does pretty well. Lauren, I'm hello, back. and I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, are you sick of me yet? You sick of me having on this show yet? No, never. never. <laughs> I was mostly asking the listeners. Oh, oh. Well, I mean, our listenership did go up when this segment started, so <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, so, uh, oh, before before I read the cards, I, I've... I hand wrote the, or I didn't write them, but I selected the cards specifically for Lauren this week. But before we get into it, I want to bring up, we got, we got another email from James O. Uh, you remember James O who submitted like a lot of really good card ideas um, or fake cards rather. So 
James writes in and says, hi, it's me again. I just want to let you know, or I just wanted to let it be known, rather, that my Yu-Gi-Oh! or not 50 streak was ruined because there's some monster called Ice Water. I mean, seriously, <laughs> Ice Water. Wait, a real one? So, so yeah, there's. so James got to a, a streak of 50 on the Yu-Gi-Oh! or not game that you can go to uh, sandwich.computer and play. Uh, and <laughs> there's a card called Ice Water. It's a real Yu-Gi-Oh card. I just looked up Ice Water. S- sorry if we spoiled our own game for you. Maybe you'll, you'll know <laughs> you get a plus one in your score. I just looked up what Ice Water is. Can you mm-hmm. guess what Ice Water looks like, Tyler and Lauren? I'm picturing just like a glass with some ice cubes yeah, in it, Yeah, that's honestly. all I can see. No, it's a mermaid. Uh, of course. Uh, sure. Okay, fine. Why not? Why wouldn't it be? It's a, a mermaid with freaking spikes coming out of her stomach. Oh. Y- huh. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I would. But I would call that ice water if I looked at it. Sure. That's sarcasm. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it's got a red background. Yeah. Like a red silk background. Ice water for men. <laughs> the new scent from Dior. <laughs> Uh, and okay, she's got so, like gill ears. She's got like fishy yeah, like, ears. Yeah, I don't like any bit of this. Mm-mm. Well, James, thank you for writing in. Uh, I, I'm shocked and amazed that you got to fifty, and I'm so sorry that Ice Water broke that streak of all cards. <laughs> Do you know what Ice Water's <laughs> card description is? No, read it to me. A very aggressive mermaid that attacks enemies with the spikes growing from its body. The only spikes on its body are on her stomach. Yeah, she uh, she belly bumps all her opponents. <laughs> Yo, dog, good game! <laughs> ah, my spleen. <laughs> you know, this card really um, throws a wrench in my my theory, my typical strategy in Yugi or not. Um which is that all of the nonsense cards are real cards. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to rethink it for this round. Is ice water too normal? Yeah, well, ice water is an actual thing that really exists A in thing our in world. real life. So. Okay. Yes, ice water does exist in real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that may or may not come in handy this week. Oh. So, so I've prepared six cards for you. Great. Three are real Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Oh, it means it's possible for me to score zero. Yes. The other three are side quests in Witcher 3. Oh, no. (laughs) You know, okay, I have to start this week with a disclaimer that, okay, so we're recording this on the 6th of January. Yeah, I I, I already told everybody that we binged The Witcher. Yeah, we did. But that's not where I was going with this. Where I was going with this is that it's the 6th of January, and I think that I have, for the entire year of our Lord 2020 that has existed so far, I think I have collectively slept one full night of sleep. Oh, yeah. We are dealing with jet yeah. lag. It's Oof. bad, folks. Hard. So I, yeah, my brain is not working today. I can't, it's not coherent, and I'm really, I apologize ahead of time, but it might it, we'll see. It might help me. It might Let's make for interesting I am on the edge of insanity at this moment. 
I'm on the edge of glory. <laughs> uh, are you ready to play Yugi or not? As ready as I'll ever be. All right. I'm going to read off the cards and then uh, you and Jimmy can discuss and determine which are real Yu-Gi-Oh cards and which are side quests in The Witcher 3 colon The Wild Hunt. I'm sorry. Since when does Jimmy play this as well? When does he keep a score? Well, he's a participant. That's true. I feel like he has an advantage, though. Your answers are the ones that matter. Why does Jimmy have an advantage? Because he's seen more of the show. He's seen more of the cards in general than I have. You can talk I don't to think me if you want. Them. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> okay. I'm just here. He's still right. there, Lauren. He's still a person. Well, you can still talk I know. To him. This I know. is my podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I apologize. That's not how I meant it. Uh, I enjoy right. talking to you. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to read the cards and then you can confer with whomever you wish. You can Phone a friend. friend. If you like. <laughs> Pull the audience. Uh. And uh, you will determine which are real cards and which are side quests from The Witcher 3 colon The Wild Hunt. Card number one, Goblin Pothole Squad. Oh, God, just right out the gate. Card number two, Death by Fire. That is also a real thing that exists in a, in our real that, that's universe. That's a thing. Dying from yep. fire, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> Card number three, Cabaret. <laughs> Another real thing. <laughs> or uh card number four, recon, comma, scout fur hire. That's fur F U R. Of course it is. Recon, comma, scout fur hire. All of these could just as easily be magic cards as well. Yeah. <laughs> card have, number we, five. have we cross referenced? Are we certain that they're not magic cards? <laughs> I'm not certain. Okay. Uh, card number five. Hey, you want to look at my stuff? That's hey, comma, you want to look at my stuff? I am so certain that's a Witcher quest. Hey, you want to look at my stuff? Hey, (laughs) I'm sure that's that's gotta be a Witcher. Anyway, card number six, paralyzing potion. Oh God, I feel like there's gonna be some twist where they're all both Yu-Gi-Oh cards and quests. <laughs> to the best of my ability, I am fairly certain that there is no crossover here. Okay. Well, you know, I have no cognitive function left. You got this. I believe in you. Um, so I'm going to go purely on instinct here. Rapid fire. Poor Lauren also had work all day. Oof. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, worked I late did. Today. Well, I also... I also have insomnia, which is usually pretty well controlled, but then like it just gets set off by this stuff and I it's just it's a whole thing. It's a perfect storm right it's now. It's a perfect storm. <laughs> You're tired, you've I had don't work think all I was... day, you've been exposed to uh preservation chemicals. Just paint today. Just lots of just paint. Been oh, a lot of paint. <laughs> yeah. You've just been huffing paint. Just tons of paint all day. Okay. Uh rapid fire instinct. Okay. Um, Death by Fire is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. After James O's email, I am convinced. Uh, hey, look at my stuff is uh, Witcher Quest. Okay. Okay, so we've got one one and one. All uh-huh. right, read, read me the others. Goblin Pothole Squad. 
Witcher quest. Cabaret. Yu-Gi-Oh. Recon, comma, scout for hire. Remember, that's F-U-R. Yu-Gi-Oh. Paralyzing potion. That has to be Witcher then. Which one's to make three and three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, no, I want to change my answer. Okay. Scout for hire is a Witcher quest. Okay. Which means, which ones did I say were Witcher quests? Goblin pothole squad, recon scout for hire, and hey, you want to look at my stuff? Pardon me. Hey, you want to look at my stuff? And what did I say were Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Death by fire, cabaret, paralyzing potion. Yeah. All right. Final answer? Yeah. Okay. Card number one, Goblin Pothole Squad. That's a Yu-Gi-Oh. Card number two, Death by Fire. That there's a Witcher quest. Oh, my God. Oh. I got them all backwards, didn't I? Cabaret? That's another Witcher quest. God damn it. Recon, Scout for Hire. That's unfortunately a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Oh, my God. I literally got them all backwards. Uh, that one tricked me, hey, too. You wanna- Hey, you want to look at my stuff is a Witcher quest. Oh, no. Okay, I got and one. Paralyzing Potion is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. So you got two. I got two. Out well, of six points. You know, no better and no worse than I usually do. So That's fair. That's fair. Honestly, like some of these, I, I intentionally picked Yu-Gi-Oh cards to sound kind of similar. But yeah, Death by Fire was going to be a tricky one and Cabaret was going to be a tricky one. I wanted to throw in, hey, you want to look at my stuff just to see how quickly you spotted that as a, as a Witcher quest. And you did right away. Yeah, no, I've definitely done that one. Okay. Yeah, that, that one that I remember. I was running. That one I remember. Um, to, uh, full disclaimer, I have not finished The Witcher 3 yet, so I haven't obviously played all the side quests, but I am still kind of ashamed that I didn't get more of them. Recon Scout for at- Hire tripped me up because usually Yu-Gi-Oh cards aren't that clever with their puns. Right. Yeah, and The Witcher, like it actually could be like a werewolf side quest or something like that is uh, where my mind went. The Scout Fur Hire, rather, pardon me, the Fur Hire series of cards. Oh, God, there's more of them. Are Steampunk Aviator Furries. Yes, I just looked up. As you do. This Scout Fur Hire. It's like a furry anime character. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot happening right now. I can't even right tell now. what it is. Honestly, it's a fox? I think it's a, I think it's a bat? Like a white Oh no no! It's a fox. It's like a, a white like an Arctic, fox, like a fennec yeah. fox. Um, and it's definitely like steampunk or something. That's an that looks like a hot air balloon yeah, basket. Yeah, they are all steampunk aviators. Um, let me see, Yu-Gi-Oh for hire. There's just a lot going on. It's a lot of elements in one. Um, <laughs> one trap card is called training for hire for all your training needs. Hmm. Is the fur also F-U-R, both yep, instances? both times. Wonderful. Uh, there's Beat, Bladesman Fur Hire, who I think is a hedgehog swordsman. Um, Fulgo, Justice Fur Hire, who appears to be a god? Bravo, Fighter Fur Hire. Well, that's not an aviator. Uh, that's Volt. No, I guess all the ones that I was thinking of are steampunk. Here we go. Helmer, steampunk, Helmsman yeah. Fur Hire, who's a fish person uh, ship captain. Really clever name, Helmer the Helmsman. <laughs> very, very. If he's reasonable. a fish, um, why does he need a ship? 
the uh mm. the fur hire cards i've actually seen them played in duel links and they're actually really good because they all have effects that like help you summon other fur hire cards so as you play one that one helps you play another which helps you play another which helps you play another and you get this turn of like, oh, like a big here are all my chain. furry friends yeah uh, so they're pretty cool i want to send you goblin pothole squad because i love the art oh yes please do. i want to see it Goblin Pothole Squad is literally just a bunch of goblin construction workers filling in some... This should be a Witcher yep. quest. That, well, right? Right? It should be. I mean, well done, Tyler. You've you've really picked ones Thank that you. you tripped me up. I try. And I have not seen very much Yu-Gi-Oh! and played some Witcher, so, you know. So I wanted to, you know, I wanted to find something that would, that would trip you up a little bit, and Goblin Pothole Squad did the trick. And the other one. I mean, look the at these guys. The higher one. Right. Look at those beefy boys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are literally just a bunch of construction workers. They've got hard hats. Uh, I like how one of them is wearing his hard hat backwards, uh, so you know that he's tough. he's cool. Yeah. And they're, like, pouring cement and dirt, and one of them's got, like, um, a jackhammer. And then my favorite part of this, in the background, uh, uh-huh. one of them is apologizing to an angry mole who's popping out of the ground. Because they're filling in his holes. Because <laughs> the mole made the holes. Aw. They're not potholes after all. They're homes. Aww. When this card is... Goblin home wreckers. <laughs> when this card is normal summoned, trap cards cannot be activated because they're filling in all the traps. Ah, uh, I get it. I-, I love this card a lot. This is adorable. That's cute. Goblin. Well, Lauren, Pothole thank squad. you. Thank you for joining us yet again. <laughs> thank for you. For Yugi or not? Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, folks. Um, now, do you want to join us for the final part of the episode? That's up to you. you What's please, your podcast? Please do. Okay. You're, I mean, you're always welcome. You, we like you, so <laughs> yeah. you know that. Thanks. I mean, uh, if you, it's time. If you want to get out of here and oh. go to bed, you can, but. That's true. That is the <laughs> other option. Thank you, Jimmy. That's a good point. But if you want to stay and sip your tea and judge monsters with us, you're more than welcome to. Sometimes I'm the tiebreaker. Sometimes That's I'm true. helpful. All right. Well, let's see how it fares. It's time for the monster bracket. Let's go to the boards. Mo. Sorry, for some reason I thought about guts when I was doing that intro. Uh, the monster bracket this week, we're going to do two lineups because we did two episodes. The first bracket is Fortress Whale versus Grand Tiki Elder. Fortress Whale is a level 7 fish ritual monster with 2350 attack fish and 2150 defense. Uh, and Grand That's not Tiki a fish. Elder, <laughs> it's not. Uh, Grand Tiki Elder is a level 4 fiend monster with 1500 attack and 800 defense um i don't see on the website here i don't see a card text for fortress whale but i do remember that you need uh oath of summoning fortress whale to summon yeah if i'm not mistaken fortress whales oath or something yeah you need you need to swear an oath with the sea that makes sense uh grand tiki elder the card text says a masked monster that wields the most deadly of curses jimmy how are you feeling about these cards um as cool as Grand Tiki Elder is, I'm still enamored with the idea of a whale that has guns like built onto its back. It's pretty cool. 
it's it honestly in my mind there's no competition like fortress whale is like hey you know what's a badass animal whales and you're like yeah whales are pretty a badass giant you want to make it more badass <laughs> you want to make it more badass give it a narwhal <laughs> horn and guns. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the the further escalation, right? <laughs> of like, you know, it'd be more badass than a giant whale narwhal creature. Give it a fortress. It is a fortress. Oh. What if Moby like, Dick this was is the galaxy brain? <laughs> <laughs> this time it's Gunship personal. Whale. <laughs> Moby Dick two. I. The dickening. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I have to give this one to Fortress Whale. It's got to so be sorry. Fortress Whale. Yeah. I love Fortress Whale. It's got to be Fortress Whale. I also feel like I know this is like a fun time podcast. No, we take this seriously. Well, I feel like somebody has to say it. I feel like Grand Tiki Elder is a little bit offensive. Oh, super. Okay. Yeah, it's not. It's a little racist. Not sure. culturally yeah, sensitive. Yeah, it's not culturally sensitive. Uh, Yeah. Yet another reason why Fortress Whale should win it. Fortress Whale is the best. Fortress Whale. Just looking Moving at Fortress on. Whale is like you expect this to be like the like the helicarrier in the Marvel movies, where this giant <laughs> yeah. thing like rises up out of the sea and is like, "Holy shit! Look at this thing!" This is like that, but a fantasy setting. Yes, it is like definitely floating above the water, so it's definitely not like. Like, look at it. The tail's out of the water. The fins are yeah, out of the water. Yeah, it is fully it's breaching. In yeah. Air. Yeah. Yeah, but not. No, it's broached. Yeah, it's. It done Boy, been broached, it's y'all. It's breaching. Uh, oh, maybe that's what it is. Know, it's it falling is. from a great height yeah. into the water. Not again. Release the fortress whale. <laughs> All right. The, Congratulations, the fortress, fortress whale, whale is jumping up so it can do a 360 no scope. <laughs> well, it's got like six guns on it. It could do three sixty, six three sixty no scopes. Yeah, it can just shoot all directions at once. God, for spins on its cool. horn. I know it's like a gun or something, but I can't stop seeing R two D two. Oh yeah, or a Dalek. Yeah, it's or like a Dalek, a, like a giant Dalek on its back. Yeah, I kind of see it. Yeah, yeah, kind of that same shape. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move on to the second matchup. Round number two for this episode is Amazon Chainmaster versus Mystic Horseman. Everyone's favorite Netflix original. Uh, Amazon Chainmaster is a level four warrior effect monster with 1,500 attack, 1,300 defense. Uh, the note is this card is also named Amazonus Chainmaster in the Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game. Oh, yeah, we've been over this. We've been over this, the Amazon Amazonus cards. Mystic Horseman, meanwhile, is a level four beast monster uh, with 1,300 attack and 1,550 defense. Uh, let's take a look here. The text on Amazonist Chainmaster says, when this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, you can pay 1,500 life points, look at your opponent's hand, then add one monster from their hand to your hand. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, meanwhile, Mystic Horseman, let's take a look here. <laughs> Mystic Horseman's card text says, half man and half horse. <laughs> this monster is known for its extreme speed. Horse man. Horse, man. So this is a um, centaur that they couldn't get copyrights for. <laughs> yes, centaur is a different card. <laughs> <laughs> this is a horseman, okay? <laughs> right, clearly. Not a horseman. Uh, not a horseman. <laughs> horseman. 
not a not a man horse. <laughs> not not to be confused with Peter Horseman <laughs> or Bojack Horseman. Right. <laughs> is this where Borja- Bojack Horseman gets his name from? <laughs> He's descended from this awful person, and just like the ratios of human to horse are just like skewed. <laughs> oh no! Pardon me. This is where Bojack Horseman gets his crippling depression from. <laughs> I, now I'm picturing a Bojack Horseman episode in which Mystic Horseman is like his second cousin or something at oh like God. a family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> one's a man with a horse head. One's a horse with a man head. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Mystic Horseman is bad to look at. Uh, thank yes. you for saying that. Yes, he's <laughs> grotesque. <laughs> I want to point. He looks I wanna ill. I want to bring your your attention to two things. He looks like a zombie, like an undead horseman. He does. Well, that's the mystic part. Two things that you really need to zoom in to see. The soul patch. The soul patch. <laughs> number one, you got to zoom in on the chin there to see the soul patch. That it fuzz. is not a good look. He's got he's got pubes on his face, and it's not a good look. <laughs> the second, look at his elbow. It's like they tied his arm oh. into a knot and Ugh. just let it dangle there. It looks like you know when you use when you lose the little plastic clip that comes on the end of the bread bag and you like twist it off. <laughs> yeah, it does yeah look that's like what it looks that. like. Oh my god! <laughs> and then that's the hand that's holding the the weapon. You yeah, know, you want that to be the useful hand, and that does not look like a useful you hand. You want this to guy me. to be beefy, but this horseman looks like he has just been in a dungeon for the last five years. This is like something that would be in a Dark Souls game at like the very bottom of a castle when you're like trying to get through the sewers. Yes. Yeah, no, that's absolutely it. And you go through the dungeon, you don't see anything or anyone for like an hour, right? Or you're just dodging like skeletons. And you come across this guy, and as soon as you beat him, you find a note saying that the whole thing was a glue factory. (laughs) It looks like it was drawn in MS Paint in 2002. It does. There's no aliasing on the axe. Not yeah. at all. And it's completely separate from the background, and there's like a weird red glowing effect. Even while zoomed all the way out, you can see the pixels on the axe. It's not good. I think this it's clearly has right. to go to Amazon Chainmaster because at least she looks badass. Like, by default, it does too. Like, I'm not even the biggest fan of Amazon Chainmaster. Like, no, she's me either. Fine, I guess, but like, I don't know. The whole the Amazonist is cool. thing is kind of weird to me she looks professionally done that's true yeah or at least an would artist be made this on picture. someone's deviant art yes yeah. mystic horseman is just good mystic horseman looks like he would he looks like his axe is from uh clip art and they just pasted it in there mm-hmm. that that's what this is this is three separate pieces of clip art stapled yeah. together yeah Three pieces of clip art stacked on each other's shoulders in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> and they called it Mystic Horseman. Yeah, this clearly goes to Amazon Chainmaster. Absolutely. Mystic Horseman, I'm so sorry. You are clearly I, the product of an overworked intern. I kind of want Mystic Horseman to win because of how bad it is, though. Oh, I see an <laughs> underdog vote. <laughs> how far can we get this gross, gaunt man? <laughs> yeah. It won one already. It won. That's true. We lost it, to Mystic well, Horseman. No, Lauren, let me show you what it won against. Because it won against Legion the Fiend gesture. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at, look at this. I don't want to anymore. That's exactly why Mystic Horseman got this far. You didn't even look at Mystic Horseman, did you? You just pulled that one up and we're like, nope. Oh, nope. I, forgot <laughs> about, that one. I forgot about Legion the Fiend gesture. 
Yeah. I think I think it's time to say goodbye to Mr. Corsman. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. All right. Congratulations, Amazon Chainmaster. You have proceeded. You are now in the illustrious uh, Sweet 16. How many more rounds do you have? Oh, until the final? Uh, let's see. We got one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, and then I can do math. Uh, six. So that's 12, 18, 18 more. Oh, okay. And then, and then, oh, pardon me. And then the, the final. So 19 more. It's however many episodes are left in the show. I did the, <laughs> oh, math. Okay. I did the math at one point. Oh, good. I think I know what I'm doing. We'll find out. We'll find out. Amazon Chainmaster and right. Fortress Whale. And Fortress Whale. Which really, I mean, Fortress Whale was a given, I yeah. think. All right. That brings us to the end of the show. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to complain about Mystic Horseman not making it further in the bracket, you can reach us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website, heartofthe.cards. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at yampod. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. And hey, while you're at it, we make this show for free, not just because it's a bad show, although yes, that is a reason sometimes, uh, because we want you to spend your money in places where it actually matters. Um, if you go online right now, you will see that there is a whole... The only word that comes to mind is situation. There's a lot of shit going down in Australia right now. Uh, the fires are affecting hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. Um, there are places that uh, you can donate to to help the relief efforts there. Please go and find them. There's a lot of bad um, shit in the world, so you can do some good. Please. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, the places that we talk about every week, of course, are Trans Lifeline, Yellowhammer Fun, and Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. Uh, if you're a fan of video games, go and watch Awesome Games Done Quick oh, yeah. happening right now. Games They are raising money for the Prevent Cancer Foundation, uh, so yet another reason to donate. Um, yeah, and, you know, uh, the Christmas season just wrapped up, so you got a lot of new shit in your house, I'm sure, like... Like all of us, we get random presents from relatives who are convinced that we want, you know, elephant-themed tchotchkes or whatever it is this year. Uh, and uh, you, now is a really good time to kind of go through your stuff and figure out what don't I need anymore and give that to somebody who might need it. Uh, charity shops, well, while places like Salvation Army and Goodwill have their problems, charity shops do a lot of good in the world. So uh, if you can make sure that the stuff that you don't need gets to somebody who does need it, that's another way to, to do some good. Yep. I am now stepping down from my soapbox. Uh, we will not be doing an episode of this show next week because I will be traveling for work again. However, we will be premiering uh, a new show that Lauren and I are working on called Egg-Centric. Lauren, what's the show about? Um, Egg. Egg. It's a show about egg. Egg. searing uh, Egg. <laughs> oh we should do an episode on that oh we should hmm. cultural phenomenon uh we'll be doing an episode of uh egg centric a show where we talk all about eggs and we'll uh put that up in our feed uh as well as its own feed that you can find over on sandwich.computer um i think we're gonna be aiming for about every other week but every other week's know. the goal it's cash yeah we're we're you know honestly we're both busy the we realized that we wanted to have conversations about eggs, and so we decided to record them. 
Well, yeah. I look forward to it. But it's that. a good show. Um, I've edited I've edited the first episode. I really enjoyed listening back to it. Um, yeah. It's just about that time when our hens are supposed to be starting to lay eggs soon. Oh, yeah. Egg Watch. So Egg Watch 2020. Egg Watch 2020 is upon us. Uh, I'll let you know if any egg developments occur. Um, except Isn't one of our hens might be a rooster. Hopefully not. <laughs> the thing is I mean, that one of that, our hens... That could be part of Egg Watch 2020. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. One of our hens we think might be a rooster because it's like 1.5 times the size of the others. <laughs> and it has just a massive waddle on it. What if it lays a giant egg? <laughs> Then I will be very happy for our big, big girl. <laughs> Jimmy, what if you have in your hands is a goose? Have you checked to see if it's a goose? It could be a goose. It hasn't honked at me yet. Okay. If it's a swan, well, you're in America, but if it's a swan in the UK, it belongs to the crown. It belongs to a museum. Yep. Yep. Only, <laughs> only the queen and certain members of the St. James College can eat swan and mm-hmm. only on certain holidays. It's true. swan. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I feel like yep. that's an episode right there. Yep. Oh yeah. We're gonna get to it. It's not um, really about egg. Although if it applies to there if it applies to swan eggs, then maybe it is. We talk about swan eggs for sure. Yeah. Uh do we want to say what the first episode is about? Eggs. Oh yeah, eggs. It's about eggs. Uh, specifically, specifically, it, we are going to be talking about, so every week we do an egg fact or like an egg sort of like news topic or discussion topic, uh, and then an egg recipe. Mm. So, uh, the first week I talk about hard boiling eggs and the best way to hard boil an egg. And Lauren asks, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Sounds excellent. I just, I just thought we'd get it off the table right, get right out, away. Get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. We, it was a surprisingly good uh, good conversation. We got a lot more out of it than I ever knew there was about that question. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll do that every other week. Uh, but just next week, because I'm traveling, we'll put it here in the, the Yampod feed as well. Um, yeah. So now you have one podcast about egg and uh-huh. one podcast about yams. <laughs> That's what your life has become. <laughs> Because it's yam pod. I get it. I I should do a podcast about yams. Mm, I love yams. I love a yam. I yam what I yam. There it is. That's the title. Until next time. Looks like Yugi's starting to panic already after getting a taste of my powerful deck.